Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What's up, Gypsy gang? We are back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. And this one is with your boy, D. Wilson. D's been uh, doing a bunch of stuff with us behind the scenes for a long time now. Uh, he's been on a couple Supercross companions, but he's never, never done, I guess, just his, uh, his own episode. So today is the day for, uh, for D Wilson to, uh, to jump on the show for himself. And yeah, it was really cool to get it done. He, he's really getting into, uh, his coaching business at the moment, which is awesome because if any of you have ever seen D Wilson ride, uh, he's one of the more naturally gifted guys I've ever seen on a bike and is really great at, I guess, like transitioning from being great on a bike to kind of like teaching you how to do it. So we thought we'd get D in for his, uh, for his own little app, talked a bunch of stuff coming into Supercross. Um, he also spent a bit of time in Japan this year with brother Jay as well. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of a good, good time to get D in. Um, before we get into D's episode though, very important announcement. We are finally, after a very long time, relaunching our website, gypsytales.com. Uh, and we now offer a membership option, which is pretty cool. Um, there's a bunch of stuff behind, I guess, the decision to do this. But I guess the long and the short of it is that over the last few years, the channel's definitely been getting bigger and bigger. Um, but we've kind of turned more into like an ad, uh, like an ad agency than a, uh, a content creation business. So, um, I think this is the way with, I guess with YouTube being the way that it is. Um, and I guess like the algorithms and stuff, they're kind of like, they kind of streamline the way that, that you make content. Uh, and we kind of just wanted to get away from that. Um, the ads and stuff are good. We'll still post on our YouTube channel the way that it is. We'll still have ads at the start of the podcast as normal. Um, and we do only work with companies that I guess we really believe in and really want to work with. And that's why we've kind of just kept the same sponsors as well. Like we don't really have a revolving door. We've got quite a, I guess like a strict criteria when it comes to, um, the sponsors that, that we work with. So, this membership platform, uh, I think, will just give us the ability to, to I guess, maybe make more of the content that we want to make, more of the content that we feel that you guys uh, want to make, as well as some some extra benefits. And I think one of the, I guess, one of the main, one of the main reasons for doing this is basically the way that the YouTube algorithm works. Like you've kind of got to post like a steady flow of content. Um, but there's times where we're sitting on banger episodes for, you know, two, three weeks at a time, uh, just because it's going to kind of like stack up with YouTube. So I think one of the big perks of officially joining the, the gypsy gang is that there's going to be a private members only RSS feed. Basically when you join up, uh, at gypsytales.com, you'll get emailed a link with your private RSS feed that'll have, uh, its own custom members only thumbnail. So when you listen to the podcast, 
the gypsy ta- just that plain black and white gypsy tails logo will be changed to a, uh, a members only uh, thumbnail when you share on social media that'll be there um, as well so yeah you basically get your link you copy it into spotify or itunes or wherever you listen to your podcast um, and then you'll get all the podcasts ad free uh, on that private rss feed and then we'll basically just be doing a short intro uh, and then dropping them on that private feed basically as as we do them so you won't be waiting for us to kind of fit everything in uh, with the YouTube algorithm. Hopefully that lets us kind of just drop more shows more frequently. Uh, there's also going to be exclusive uh, Gypsy Tales content uh, and videos and vlogs that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, and I think it's just kind of, there's just stuff that I've just never really felt like posting on YouTube. I'm always getting asked to do a bunch of different content. Um, but yeah, with YouTube, you're just so like kind of locked in, um, to almost just what, what works on there. So the member site is going to be a place for us to, um, get a little bit more creative, uh, and post some content that you won't see anywhere else. Uh, the Gypsy Gang members are also going to receive early access to every merch drop that we do, uh, and you'll get email notifications for that. Uh, and also you're going to get members only merch drops, which we're not going to sell to the public at all. Uh, I think it is also important to note that while we are, uh, doing this membership site, all of our content, the way that we've, you know, normally been posting it, just the, the normal stuff that you're used to seeing on the YouTube. If you watch the YouTube, that won't change. Um, it's just that the members, people that are registered, uh, to the member site, They'll be able to watch it early. They'll be able to watch it ad-free. And they won't have to, I guess, wait for our normal release schedule. So uh, if you don't want to join the membership site, the podcast is still free. um, And nothing really kind of changes there. Uh, So one of the exciting things with this new membership website is that there is an option to join uh, for the full year instead of monthly. So it's $11.99 monthly. Uh, but we have the option to join for the full year. And if you do, we're going to be giving away our one to five bike sales dream build that took us damn near a year to build. The thing is unreal. Um, and I think in the spirit of the membership site, I just want to see this bike go to a member of the Gypsy Gang. So all the links are going to be in the description. You can head to the website now. We have all three of the build videos are live um, and online at gypsytales.com. So you can watch that. Um, there's some other content there as well. And we've got more stuff that just from now on, that's going to be the first place that, that everything gets released. So we're super excited. Um, yeah, this has been a, a massive project uh, in the making. And We've got some really, really cool plans for 2023 uh, with content specifically for the membership website. The other thing too with the member site is it's just going to give us, I guess, a more clear idea of like who to talk to when it comes to um, just like doing more events, doing more ride days. Um, I guess the more like interacting with the community. Um, it's hard when it's just on YouTube. You don't have any really real connection. Same as iTunes. You just don't have any real connection um, to the people that have a connection to the podcast. So this is our way of, I guess, formalizing and getting more organized uh, so that we can kind of just like deliver on more 
real life in-person experiences going forward as well. So yeah, that's it. Uh, I'd love for you guys to check it out. Once again, gypsy-tales.com. Uh, you'll be able to navigate through and uh, and yeah, have a have a look through this new website. Like I said, we're super excited. We've all been working on it for a really long time. Honestly, a relief that it's finally here. Uh, and also, if you sign up to the website, we've got our first, uh, I guess, pre-release. I don't even know what to call it, but like pre-release podcast with Jo Archer. That's live there now uh, on that private RSS uh, feed. So. That one's really cool, uh, and I'm excited to, uh, I guess, like get the ball rolling with uh, with these early podcast drops. It's one thing that is always, I just always wish we could just like roll everything out. But yeah, the way that it, the way that it works, it's better to just kind of like stack your stack your releases. So before we get into this show, though, uh, being that you're listening to the public feed of this podcast, uh, we just got to give a shout out to our awesome sponsors that have been with us since the start and will continue to proudly represent. First of all, the guys at MX Store. You can head to mxstore.com.au. I just mentioned the 125 build. A bunch of the parts that we used in this build are from the guys at MX Store. You can head to mxstore.com.au. They have Australia's largest range of dirt bikes, parts, and accessories, and they have come in clutch for every single build that we've done. Um, this 125 one is no exception. Host of Ballard's products, the uh, service plastics, the uh, foot pegs that we use their Ballard's as well. Um, so yeah, MX Store really went above and beyond for us on this build. If you order before 2 p.m., if you can't get into their Burley Superstore, you can get same-day shipping so once again, head over to mxstore.com.au. Massive thanks also to Sammy and his team at Fist and Dixon. You can head to fisthandware.com.au. Use the code GYPSYGANG for 15% off. You can also head to dixonquality.com.au. New styles are dropping there every single week. Uh, we're also brought to you by the guys at Rival Inc. Design Co., if you are lucky enough to win the Gypsy Tales 125 Dream Build, that will come with a brand new, fresh set of, uh, of Rival Inc. stickers that will be customized to you. If you don't win the bike though, that's fine. We still have an awesome deal for you. The code Gypsy Gang is going to get you 15% off at Rival Inc. Design Co., New year, new bike season, new numbers. Hopefully you turned pro this year. You got rid of that three-digit number that you were running and you're now a two-digit G uh, like I fake being. Uh, you can head to rivalinkdesignco.com. Again, Gypsy, Tail, uh, Gypsy Gang is going to get you 15% off your purchase there. Uh, and lastly, the guys at Tropical Auto Group. Uh, we've been running the D-Max for a, a while now. Uh, we've also done a little bit of a build on that too. We've, uh, that's one of the next projects that will be dropping, um, on gypsytales.com is our epic Cape trip. Uh, so yeah, thank you for listening to this, uh, very long winded intro, uh, to this podcast, but, uh, just wanted to get that information across about the member site and, uh, yeah, we're really stoked to, to be launching that. Thank you to everybody for your continued support. Uh, since we started this thing in 2018, um, we really appreciate it. And I'm really looking forward to this uh, this next chapter, to the next five years, you know. From the gang, 
Shivers Regal in it if you want. <laughs> Get caught. We'll see who's around, but we might have to get you in for Soupy Companion, I reckon. Mm. You've done one of those. You've done a few of them now, eh? Yeah, I did one with Beerman and... That's right. Um, You're on the Harry. Beerman one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, that's, if there's one to be on, it's one to be with Beerman. Fuck, that's right. I forgot about that, eh? Was that... Dude, that was A2. Mm. Was that when Jet crashed? When Jet and Ferrandis, like That was like the most epic night. Yeah, that was maybe yeah. the best Supercross companion ever. Yeah. Oh, was, we're all screaming, sitting yeah. here. Just, ah. Dude, we, we should do some... We should do some segments for YouTube of like some of the classic like Supercross companion moments, I reckon. Yeah. Especially coming into Supi. Get people fired up. Because I think we'll do A1. So mm. you're on the short list for that. We'll see who else is around. But yeah, right. I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be on the list. I'll be hanging around. <laughs> so D Wilson, everybody, join us for a little cheeky. What is it? Wednesday Arvo? Just a little Wednesday yeah. Arvo session in the studio. Yeah. Trying to get get the reps back up, bro. You know, like been away for a bit, so trying to bust them out. Yeah, I've been busy, man. Just plumbing, just a tradie, and it's it's hard work, especially this time of year. Yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of time off, but it's yeah. still like I'm looking forward to Chrissy. It's um. Yeah, it's always this, this time of the year, and it's just like I'm done with it. It's come up quick, man. Man, it's ridiculous how quick time's going at the moment. I swear, like even like I was two years ago in here just around Christmas, and it's like it doesn't feel like it was like two years ago. Really? Because mm. I was in the mines then, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm two years into a trade now, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, eh, dude. Mm. That just goes so quick. Yeah, yeah. But this this thing, like, it's weird with this because it. It's sort of the same thing over and over and over, mm. but the time still goes like so quick. Like yeah. It's almost like because it's so repetitive in a sense, like same studio, same like everything pretty much stays the same. Mm. So it like blends together. So it just feels like mm. just fucking goes. I'll tell you what, it's making me kind of appreciate being in the moment a lot more now. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm just like, this week be can be over, and then I'm like next thing two years on I'm like slow down so I'm just trying to like learn to appreciate being yeah. in the moment and um, maybe it might work out <laughs> yeah well I think and I think when you're working too like you're just around mm. just it's like such a different vibe when you're doing the kind of the kind of work that you're doing you know yeah exactly and you just need to get back on the bike bro bro I'm hanging like I sit went six months three rides back yeah back on the couch um, it's been a tough trot and yeah, dirt bikes. That's my release, and that's that's my happy place. And you know, after all these years, it's finally like that's what I I don't that's care. But like, yeah. that's how it is. I've had time off from it, but we all go back to it. And man, I just like I was out there every weekend. Like, yeah. and that's maybe that's why like tough when you're injured. Times are tough because you don't have that release yeah. so much. hundred oh, percent. You can find other ways to have, get that release, but it's like, well, it's like like when Nicoletti said, it's like a drug almost. Like oh, you sort 100%, of you're yeah. like going on the weekend to like have this like euphoric experience, mm. and then yeah, you take that away through injury, and then you just like have to go cold turkey off something, you know? Yeah, and that's that you hear people say that 
when you're on your bike, like it, it's just you and the bike. And, and as cliche and that it's, as that sounds, it's so true, man. Like oh, when yeah. you're riding, like nothing else matters. Doesn't matter what's going on, on the outside. Like it's yeah. just like, like, well, especially dude, the way that you ride. <laughs> like <laughs> you're so good at riding that it must actually be that enjoyable all the time. Because well, oh, not yeah. all the time, but like a large percentage. Because there's not. It's not like there's no jumps you can't hit or like any anything that's like too gnarly for you because you're at that level. I think about that when I go ride with Berriman too because mm. it's just like a dude that's just got so much natural ability that's obviously come from like fucking years of hard work. But yeah. So yeah, man, I can't even imagine how good... Like if riding's good for me, I can't even imagine how good it is for you. Yeah, but it's like, it's, it's the same, same as anything. It's like you only know what your you know. speed yeah. kind of thing. Like, yeah, you know what you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you hit a rut sick and you do a sick jump and a sick whip, it's just like, that, that's a drug. And, um, yeah, there's no bad days driving out of the track, you know, driving home. It's always like the, the you got the music going and you're yeah, just like yeah, chuffed yeah. on the day, you know, and I mean, that's what I chase now. And I, I unfortunately, when you're injured, you, you don't get that much now, but with my coaching, I say it a bit the closest thing I can get to ride my dirt bike is teaching people to ride and I'm just so being, being at the track that you like because we talked about it in here and then oh you, man you I've like, talked about it I've talked about it for years and years and years yeah, and I've just yeah. committed to it now and yeah. it's how do you feel relieved that I've finally done it and like and it's been going good yeah and proud of like proud of myself well, like yeah, you should be and that's like that's the thing now like I said like just trying to enjoy the moment and be appreciative of like where you are and like you hear it everywhere and but the more you read like i'm into reading and stuff now i'm meditating like it's i'm not i don't want it to be just a trend but it's purely like it, it helps and oh, it's yeah. and it like it brings you back and it's like a restart and you the things you read like i read aunt middleton's books yeah 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 and the fear bubble just like some of the stuff he says like i'm just reading paragraphs after paragraph i'm just like i feel like i'm in this exact position and it's like i'm trying to be that person and yeah yeah and i'm I'm just applying that to my coaching like it's like i said at the end of the day dirt bikes is really all i know and it's all i've known yeah um i mean I, i know other stuff but not like i do and with motocross and you know if i can coach and be around it so much like and make a career out of that like why not like oh dude i yeah. just want to chase my dreams like like i said and i can't chase my dreams necessarily while racing winning supercrosses and stuff which which my dreams once were but yeah yeah now it's like yeah i've kind of new goals new new dreams and it's i'm chasing it and because i know i'll get to 35 and it's like oh it's almost too late like yeah. i'm just making it harder and harder and, and you gotta do it like even i know you like recently went through a breakup as well mm. but it's like bro that's a fucking blessing in itself sometimes mm. like not even on a like forget personal level like if you fully take feelings and emotions out of it like right now you're in a position like you're mobile mm. you know and all the decisions that i've been able to make in my life and sometimes i was in like a fucked up position but I, at least i was mobile like mm. you can almost be in a shit position when you can sort of just pivot and change directions and you don't have too much baggage like you know once you start getting baggage and even though relationships are great like it's still something that kind of like anchors you yeah so it's like yeah you've just got another person to think about about and put before yourself at times yeah and um yeah that that that's that's been tough um obviously like first kind of relationship but you know i'll leave that aside but um yeah there's you got to find positives in everything and Mm. um that's that's really what i'm doing and yeah 
not that I couldn't do it before this coaching stuff, but it's like I've got no reason not to do it now. Yeah, like, 100%. and same with this this last injury. Like, as tough as it was, man, I was laying there just like, fuck off. Like, yeah. is this actually just happened again? Like, um, I've just you know I spent three four weeks at home because I like I uh, busted my sh- uh, scapula up pretty bad and I like, really I couldn't use my arms and I was thankful that my boss was like just just sit it out like yeah. I'm not getting paid so it's all good um but I'm just like what's the positive I can get out of this and I was like fuck it YouTube Shopify build a website yeah I've been I've had some great people really helping me like yourself and then um Taylor Pete um, yeah, she's yeah, been legend. she's been sweet like she's been really good with it all and and just like now's the time and yeah I've got some customers going I've announced the school and yeah well you got busy quick bro like it was yeah. probably when when were you in here like what a month like you you mm. were in here right before I left actually well, yeah well, that was it's six week mark since I did it and it was like two days after I got to the hospital yeah six weeks yeah. since I broke my shoulder yeah so um yeah six weeks of um it was I mean it was when I wasn't working I, I could go to the track and point the finger you know that's easy yeah. enough but um it's hard doing plumbing as well. Yeah. I need to kind of just like this year is my building year. Last yeah. year my trade. Yeah, you're just like get the ball perfect. rolling like and the, then it's the like, run up. Like there's a full run up to what yeah. you're doing, and it's like timing wise is awesome. It, you know, I, I honestly think by the end of next, by the end of 23, you could be definitely full time coaching, or yeah. at least then just work a part time gig. You know, like even yeah. if it's like, there's there's things that I can do like dude for sure uh, even the mines thing that I was doing before it's week on week off and I, I know that I, it, you you know week on week off you've got to commit to the mines as well but you've got seven days consistently to, be booking and, to, yeah. to you can use that week at the work you know at home booking coaches and uh, booking riders yeah and then just pumping out five days of coaching and you know eventually then if that if, if coaching yeah, was busy enough it, I could just yeah. put it one if you're smart aside. with your money and yeah. you know yeah. yeah it's a it's it's all a process there's there's like two hurdles that I think that you get when you like first off in the position that you're at kind of starting in you know trying to start a business is like you already face the first hurdle which is like the fear of just kind of like actually committing all mm, the way that's, I mean that's like we've had so fun. many combos like in the last couple of years of you kind of wanting to do stuff and I'm sure like Jay has I'm sure like you know there's a few yeah. people that that have but then it's like you come in here like yeah like six weeks ago and it was like dude all you gotta do build Shopify build you know do these few things put up a story you know it's like a few people share your story get a few people book in and then you're fucking off to the races and yeah. I, it looks like you were busy the whole six weeks since you literally since the day you did it yeah and i was trying to be and i was like no day no days off really like yeah. um it's possible and then i'm not gonna be too I, I just told myself that like if there's weeks where it's, there's no riders don't just give up on it like just keep yeah, going yeah, and it's like it'll pick up and yeah. and i'm fortunate that i've got a good name um man i just i run with the wilson name people say like oh like jay's brother and i've probably said it on here before but man i just roll with it like yeah. I, i'm blessed to have that name and you know i'm very I mean, lucky to be faster than me anyway, so yeah. <laughs> look better anyway <laughs> yeah yeah you got better style <laughs> 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 just not a big not just not as big bank account anymore yeah true way. maybe yeah. maybe last year it was <laughs> yeah 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 good on him too yeah 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 uh but yeah so no i think i think you did a, a good job and then i think the the second hurdle is people then 
that start something. It's like the period of you start a podcast and you don't have any listeners. Hmm. You know, like no one has millions of listeners straight away. And uh, and I think it's just the same as everything. Like you got to... But you, you almost like don't want to be good at your business straight away. Yeah, because, you just want to build with them. Because then you can learn along the way. Like, yeah. and, and in it... I mean, oh, to a small degree, like this was pretty successful pretty quickly just because no one else was sort of doing it. But yeah, even, you know, like there's still... There's guests that I could get on right now that would fucking blow it up deluxe, mm. and it'd be like a new level of people. But you but can't I'm just, just want to build yeah. that. Like you just want to do that yourself. Yeah, I'm just, that, like naturally, yeah. really. And um, you want to be ready for like when it happens yeah, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I want it to look a certain way. I want it to feel a certain way. I want there's just processes of like how you make the content, how long it takes. Just mm. there's a whole thing that it's like this process, and you kind of like can't skip. Yeah. steps and I think a lot of people they don't you don't want to go through the initial steps because like that's where you fail a lot more than you don't and then it's like real hard to be consistent but I think too when it comes to like oh if there's no customers or no people training for a, a week then like don't give up on it it's like mm. the only reason the only way you could do that is if like it wasn't a part of like who you were so I think that's the other thing is like you just got to make what you're trying to do like a part of you and like a mm. part of the way you sort of like see yourself. Mm. So then if there's a week off or it doesn't matter because you still, you're like, oh, um, I've got this coaching thing yeah. that, that I do. I've got this like coaching business. Yeah. So it's like it doesn't matter whether that doesn't happen for six weeks, whatever, like you can kind of rely on just like that perspective shift of how you see yourself now, mm. you know? Yeah, and as well like how you're saying – it's just got to be a part of you kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and like coaching, I don't really see it as like, oh, I don't see it as a job. Yeah. If, obviously it's at the moment, it's just like a side hustle, but um, it's just me going to the track and just yeah. like talking to kids and talking to adults as well and teaching them to ride. And it's like, I can make, I can do a business through that. And it's like, that's the most enjoyable thing. But like you said as well, the steps to get through it, um, I would hate to just like kind of start a business and then like someone swooping and just be like, hey, we want you to do this, 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 here's yeah. all this money. Then it's kind of like, then you're obliged to like well, just you go with it. And you wouldn't even know how to do a lot of it. No, and, that's, know, and like that's, that was the thing. Any, like, any I, experience. I was scared that I was like going to get like this big rush of thing. Yeah. I'm going to be like, fuck, like what do I do? And, um, but you just like, it, it's kind of good how it just slowly comes on then you just learn along the way and yeah. same with that Shopify stuff That that's becoming like my Facebook now like I don't yeah. go on Facebook too much but I just want to like go on there and just like fill around and adjust and yeah. make stuff active and then pull yeah. stuff down and um, it's but for the minute as well it's definitely not where I want it to be it's um my website's like it's up and running people can book through there and um, so what is it? Yeah, like uh, dwilson.com.au yeah go, go to it Griff let's put it up yeah, I need to book in some coaching, mate. Yeah. Well, that's next year. But uh, in the new year, once I get back on the bike, we're gonna do a bit of a shoot, do some rat, rat yep. shoot, and um, there you go. The and then style cut himself. Um, then it just yeah, just pisses you off watching him right. Eh? Get it's it all so trendy. So yeah, I got my Mori Academy on the left, and then middle private session. That's just one on one stuff, and then um yeah, try took a gamble with a zoom video session it's yeah. just like people can send in videos and them ride and then i just have a 15 minute chat with them through zoom yeah um it it hasn't done anything yet but it, i i, I kind of believe that it, it should work like yeah. and yeah. people need to just take advantage of that sort of stuff and yeah, yeah i'm not boasting and saying that i know how to ride a bike properly but 
I'm I'm pretty fortunate that I am talented on a bike and I can do certain things that most people can't. But at the same time, I've watched Jay. I've learnt with Jay, and yeah. Jay's taught me how to teach kids the ride. And well, you uh, you've got a lot of experience in the coaching stuff because of the way that you mm. work with Jay too. Like yeah. you would be his like yeah coach yeah. I go like Jay yeah. loves me being at the tracks just just because I'm another set of eyes. Yeah. I don't necessarily come in and be like yeah, do this, do this, do this. It's just like how about you try this like because yeah. then you're going to save time here and make up ground there and blah 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 like same thing when I went to Japan like it was just like one yeah. or two things through the day and he was just like I love that like I love having someone here who can do that and obviously he doesn't really have anyone there that can do that yeah Misty's more so just like yeah good race yeah 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 moral support <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> pops high five it was but, yeah. Um, yeah so yeah oh, that, that's yeah. sick yeah. so what uh when's the more thing uh, so the fourth of feb and yeah. then that's going to be just like a more so beginner not necessarily beginner but just a standard school that i would usually run like you run through the basic fundamentals and then yeah we get on the track put them yeah. all in place put down some laps and more so just have a good time but get everyone safe and confident and doing the same sort of thing and then the next one, they, they just announced a state title there in uh, August. Yeah. And um, I booked a school for end of March. So, oh, yeah, March. No, April, sorry, their state titles. Yeah, and then, sick. Yeah, so I got another school then just a few weeks before. And I'm going to run that as like a race session. Like, so hopefully get a bunch of races there and, um, you know, teach them yeah, how to yeah. race a track. You know, it's a track that I've got a lot of experience on. Mm. Track's still the same. I was racing a 50 on it. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> yeah so yeah. I've been racing it for like, over 23 years yeah um and i believe yeah i'd just be able to show them the fastest way i believe around the track and yeah hopefully that pays That's off okay. and, yeah it should be good so. you could kind of you could do that at a lot of places eh? yeah like a bunch of places that you, a lot of places haven't changed too much no, no, <laughs> so true, mate. Yeah. it's uh second gear <laughs> no it's cool man no and I'm, I'm stoked for you because uh yeah it's hard to it's hard to do it's hard to put yourself out there at times and yeah you know especially it's not like you're not busy mm. as it is and but so it went well like i saw matt o'connor did a class pretty much straight away he yeah. actually made like massive improvements eh? yeah maddie was sick yeah um he's got mountain bike experience but like i just got him to do a few laps like a, of a circle track and i was like let's do this do this and then by the end of the day he was on the big track man yeah. technique was mint like yeah, he yeah. was had it all dialed i'm like shit he picked it up quick but you know like i said he can ride mountain bikes it kind of yeah, all yeah. falls into place and as well being older they kind of listen and they apply a bit easier than what and say, no kids. bad habits nah and that's the thing that's yeah. what I, I i try to get through to people like if you're starting off go see someone yeah because then you only know how to ride the right way and um a lot of people just get on it and just elbows down dude just as a, any random day at qmp you see some of the worst riding yeah and, and not not a, like no offense to anybody yeah. but it's like you wouldn't unless you've been taught how to ride properly you're probably not gonna ride properly it's sort of just the way that yeah. bikes work in and that sense i'm not just doing it to sell my business but it's like man when you can ride a bike properly and you you do the right things it makes it so much easier mm. and you get so much more confidence and that's how you get better yeah but when the way some people do ride it's like it's not that safe when things go wrong they go wrong and they get to a speed and it's like you can't really you gain can't after gain, that no. um and you see it a lot growing up with juniors and stuff they're just hanging it out and it's fast at the time but it's like then they get to a level where dudes that are doing it right just kind of chug them by and just yeah harley Pizzuti was the best example of that. 
like not to tell love Harley, but like he was so fast up to a point. Yeah. And then as soon as like he could, and he could even go that fast, but it was so out of control mm. that it was purely speed that he was relying on, you know, like pushing the limit and the bike would just skate down the track at a certain speed, you know? And then as soon as you get to like the rougher tracks and the, you know, you get around the really good riders, just get yeah. get smoked. Like you just can't compete. Yeah. And that's what Jay, Jay says. And when you watch Jay against other people, it's like, like when I watch him on TV, I'm like, man, why is he not like, have a go, like yeah, have a go. Yeah, but yeah. that's like, that's Jay's style now. And, and it works. And I mean, he's not, like saying the AMA like he's not passing dudes like left front and center but there's a there's reasons why he ran top six yeah. at most of those west coast AMAs he did um yeah. just did Solid, what he had to do yeah, and just yeah. and was smooth right. and yeah like smooth is fast and like you said there's some dudes that look quick but there's mistakes and you know that doesn't always last so yeah. yeah that's all I'm trying to do just just build confidence safer riders make sure they're doing the right thing and yeah happy to go yeah no, happy customers anyways and it'll be cool too like once you ride once you get back to riding again after your your crash then you'll be able to it'd just be more fun for you as well to spend a bit more time yeah and I, well. I, I do enjoy at the schools that i've done in the past i i, I make sure i'm on the bike because yeah. i like to just ride around with them and show them things and kind of like it's it's easy to sit on the side of the track and point the finger but unless you're actually on the track and know what how to attack a certain type of dirt or yeah. rut it's like I don't really feel like it's right to be explaining it I'd rather yeah. just show them and then be like this is how it works this is how it should work yeah yeah. so on and so forth but yeah for the minute just the one on one stuff it has been on the side of the fence pointing the finger yeah yeah just with a stopwatch <laughs> fucking screaming that off Got, yeah laser pointer <laughs> uh, so how was uh, how was Japan I think I'm gonna get Jay on while he's while he's home but yeah, yeah how was your experience there sick it's uh, a crazy good country eh? man it's sick like I've been there before shout out to everyone that listens in Japan by the way yeah um I've been before snowboarding. That that was sick. That's but right. Just, eh? A couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. that was around the same sort of time I was in here. Um, but you just kind of with you find that you're with Australians, and if you're in a snow mountain, it's like there's Australians everywhere and tourists. But when I went over with Jay this time, well, I surprised them. Um, I fully just lived the Japanese experience. Like that's sick. Yeah, I've, seen, I've never everything. done that. Yeah, and like I think I've seen like two Westerners the whole week that I was there. Wow. And um so it's just like fully jumped into it and you know they've picked it up really well like yeah like bravo to them because like everything from the language and it's tough it's it's a difficult language to learn and yeah they're doing well and um man just jay took me around he was stoked that i was there like because it would have been so pumped yeah i surprised him and he was like wrapped that was he's like let's go do stuff he's like i need to show you everything and we went to Second Street, which is like a thrift store, and they sell like the sickest clothes there, like Sixth Street wear. And really? I come back like a pimp. I went over there with boardies and t-shirt, and I wore them around. I'm like, I look homeless, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's in suits and like Sixth Street wear, and yeah, I come back pimped out, and it was yeah. I wore it to like Nobby's the other night, and I was like, I look pretty strange. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck it, I'm running it. <laughs> Take care, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then I got I got to watch Jay at the third last round, and yeah. um, I would have liked to be in there for the race that he won the championship, but it just didn't really work out um, with my calendar back home. And yeah, um, I'll be back next year hopefully, and yeah, I might even sneak over after Christmas and go to the snow or something because yeah, they've yeah. been spending a bit of time at Huckleberry and oh, yeah. 
can't do. With Jay's bank account, he gets a nice bit of accommodation. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in some shitty Arab Airbnb. Airbnb yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sticking with like yeah. ten other Aussies. Yeah, dude, that's cool. Yeah, I really want to go. Uh, I hung out with Taka the whole Melbourne Supercross. Yeah, like he just was hanging out with me. About I didn't it. know he was there. I think I, then I seen it on yours. Yeah, because he was about hanging with us pretty much the whole time. <laughs> we were just sitting up in the box. Yeah, and uh, oh man, it just made me want to go to Japan so mm. much. And then I had um, I had like a couple. He was saying like tons of people there listen to the podcast, and um, he then. I must have mentioned it and then a bunch of them like messaged me and I was like fuck yeah I'm gonna yeah. come next year because yeah. they it's such a cool like I mean that's where all the brands come from you know like I have to say one thing um, I noticed that like there's a, like there's obviously lots of people there but there are a lot of people you never you don't see that many people like on, yeah. the, on the bullet train past Tokyo it was just like probably an hour and a half of just going past units and units and units just like for as long as you can see I'm like fuck there's some people here but you don't see that many people out and about yeah, and yeah. Jay said and Missy said that a lot of people stay inside and they just work and I've been organising Jay to get a helmet painted for his championship oh, and the sick. dude I'm getting organised through BPM the same one that did Sammy yeah god um, that's cool though. I message any time of the day he messages straight back the helmet got sent there and then he had it already painted within like a day and I'm just like... When you think of, go to his Instagram. What What is it? Just BPM. I think it's BPM Japan, but... We've got to give him a shout out, man. His yeah. stuff is so sick. So, yeah, he just did uh, Sammy's... Uh, is it BPM? M, yeah. Yeah, he just did Sammy's helmet, and it just came up so sick. I wonder if he's got a photo of Jay. Yeah, there's Sammy's there. No, he hasn't painted Jay's yet. Like, he's just got it drawn up, and then... It'll get sent back to Showy. How cool does that look, eh? But yeah, this dude's yeah. a G, so I'm pretty sure he does all the Tucker's stuff as he well. He done Jeremy Siwa's and... Dude, it looks so cool. That's such a dope, like, unique style. Yeah. Man, that's what I mean. Like, the Japanese style, like, it's that's sick. insane, eh? like, But then they love the colours and that cartoon stuff. Like, the arcade stuff is massive over there. Like, yeah. everywhere you walk, there's arcades and there's just people in them just playing for fluffy dolls and shit like it's yeah it's different yeah it's such a it's such a cool place that yeah hanging out with Taka made me really want to go there yeah so like I think he wants to organise some kind of because he's testing for Cowie yeah so I think he wants to organise some kind of like testing type yeah. of type of deal I would just be so pumped like imagine yeah. like getting to test some of that stuff and be like around the crew while they're working even that's like i got to experience jay's team and that was like one of the first races that i've been to ever where i didn't feel like i need to be doing something yeah. usually i'm like washing boots or like cleaning goggles or help pack the truck up or just anything but there's a dude there for every job like jay has a helmet a dude that washes his helmet like make sure he needs needs anything and um yeah, I was just sitting back and I was like, this is the first time I don't feel guilty about not helping. Because they're so dialed. Yeah, but then, yeah, like, for everything that Jay does, he, like, they give him everything he needs to go win and and to build the best bike. Like, they just, like, they do it properly, man. And um, there's a reason why the Japanese are so good at what they do and it's just they work. They never stop working. They're yeah. Like, yeah, it's crazy. It, it's sick that he got to be, that he got to ride that Yamaha at that period of time mm. it's like one of the it'll probably go down in history as like one of the best 250Fs ever from like dude it's years now well Jay won that whole two, that whole championship in Japan on a bone stock yeah bike 
He's against like when I was there, I was like, I can tell that those dudes are on factory two fifties. Oh, like so stock stock. Stock motor. Go to, He's go got to his Insta, I want to see Jay's got factory suspension and always factory Dunlop and KYB. Yeah. But bone stock engine. Like no ignition or anything. It's um really? yeah, like and dude he pulled hole shots and <laughs> yeah that's that's what I mean it's like he's on that looks like it's back home nah that was there that's that's, that's see bone stock pipe yeah yeah stock clutch cover stock everything <laughs> yeah Go- but that thing looks sick because it looks brand new every literally times every 10, time yeah. every time like yeah I mean just it, the it, forks and stuff make it like oh he had a 23 450 sitting there yeah with factory oh, forks in it 23 yeah and um it just looked that good just because of the forks yeah <laughs> yeah man but, like so to be a guy that gets to go and ride that bike in that time period mm. for with those people that made that bike like they fully are on a unicorn yeah and it's like yeah he kind of got to experience that because you could go there and just be on a turd you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. just the timing, the way the way that it works out, it's just not not that good of a bike. Imagine you were there from all the carby days and like whenever oh, I feel injections. yeah, like imagine being yeah. there on the first era of those yeah. four strokes or having a ride like the first RMZ four fifty or something. Just, still jetting the thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got a fuel injection next year, but um, yeah, like yeah, definitely he's um he's had a good time and he gets to test a good bike and. Yeah, he he loves it, and um, think, they uh, love the whole experience. Yeah, well, and I think one thing that'll be good for Jay going forward as well is just to have that relationship direct with the factory. Mm. Like, no, no matter where he races after this, they'll those if it's on a Yamaha, like they'll be yeah making sure he's got all the shit, you know. Yeah, and I'm I'm like I'm proud that what he's doing. A lot of people like dream have this dream of racing, but they forget about the hard things along the way, and yeah he hasn't had it great the whole time you know he's lost rides and he had a daughter when he had no ride and then um you know there was COVID and then he made no money a lot of people like give up at that thing especially when you've got a wife and daughter like yeah. there's not much money it's like time to go get That's a job a support the family pressure. yeah and he you know I'm sure he struggled with it and I know he struggled with it and um but he just stuck at it and um he's fortunate that he's good enough he's very professional yeah he has the right connections with the right people yeah like I said, very professional towards all of that, and this is his career, and he did whatever he could, and and he landed on his feet over there. And yeah. there's not many people that get an opportunity to do that sort of stuff, so it just shows that yeah. he's done good, and um, you know, stuck at it, and yeah, yeah. No, it is cool. Yeah, you should be proud of the maids, and like just to yeah, be such a like a good dude through it all mm. too. You know, like humble in the winds, humble in the in the you know the fucking licks it. You got a cop along the way. Yeah. Yeah, and they love it too. They love Japan, the country. It's not just like someone actually said to me a couple of times. I've heard a few people say to me like, "Oh, like how's it going? Like, does he like it?" And I'm like, "Oh, why are we cringing? Like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. he's got the sickest life. Like, yeah. him and his wife and his daughter live in Japan. I was like, it's not Bali or it's not like a third world country. Yeah, yeah. I was like, he's not just riding like shitters. Like, he's yeah. got the best job with the best crew. And he's got his family there and he's in the sickest country. Like. Yeah, he fucking loves it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Japan is cool, man. Mm. Like, even Maddie reckons that Japan's the only other country that he could live in. Yeah. Yeah. Brennan. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He said, oh, he's like, I'd move there straight away. <sighs> could you imagine Brennan living in Japan? 
He doesn't say nothing anyway. <laughs> no. So like he'd get just on, walk around, smile. He wouldn't away. have to learn the language. <laughs> he doesn't fucking say anything. <laughs> uh, dude, imagine that. Like, imagine if you were just a person that just didn't talk at all. Like you just felt no need to talk. You could live anywhere. Because <laughs> you wouldn't have to talk to anyone. Just smile and uh, wave, hey. Yeah. It is weird when you're uh, living like this was my first, well, like moving to Dubai. It's like, that's my first time I'll be moving somewhere where there's, well, everyone speaks English, but it's like you, you ask, you order something in English and then they're speaking, you know, whether it's like Pakistani or like they're, you know, Vietnamese or whatever it is. Mm. So it's like, you're kind of getting around in English, but you're not hearing anything in in English. Yeah. And then, like, there's times, especially when I was doing, like, all my ID shit, only white person. Yeah. Or there's Russians, and they don't, they're not speaking English. Hmm. So, literally, just sitting there, like... Is there just a mix of people over yeah, there? Yeah, crazy mix of people. What do they speak over there in Dubai? Everyone speaks English. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then, the, it's like Arabic is the language uh, that, the, yeah, yeah. like, the Emirati speak. Yeah. But then there's like a lot of uh, like immigrant labor you know like so a lot of the jobs like the people in the restaurants and all that sort of stuff they're all immigrants from like either africa um india pakistan like so this dude it's a crazy melting pot of cultures it's yeah, the most right. multicultural place i've ever been yeah right okay it's um yeah it'd be different to live there it's um like living in a country where yeah. you don't, you'd but even when i was there with jay it's like you'd you're walking around, you don't feel like you're... Yeah. Uh, like, you just... I... Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, yes. Yeah. I, I just walk in everywhere and they're just like, yes. they just start like going, hey, arigato, and I'm just like, I... Yeah. I... Yeah. <laughs> just throw the hand up and you're acknowledging it. But, um, yeah, it'd be refreshing just to walk around and just be like, I don't know what they're fucking saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're just in your, like, especially for me, the first, the first few days that I was there just like by myself too. Fuck, I was just in my own world, eh? Because, mm. like, you know, you could... Just taking it in, just like, what? Yeah, and, but you can't understand nothing. Mm. Like, just the average conversation around you is just not in English. Yeah. So you're just fucking cruising around on your own program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jay Jay offered me, he's like, move over. Like, come stay over there. Dude, it would be pretty And I'm sick. like, yeah, I'd love to, but I just kind of got something I've got to finish. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> midway through an apprenticeship yeah. right now, bro. He's like, no, nah, that's all good. I'm like, yeah, I've got to... Uh, so um, I actually wanted to to ask about your injury because I probably never really like had a full like combo about your injury. Which Are one? Are you sick of talking about it? Like no, you like your main one, the big dog. Oh yeah, no, that's all good. Talk yeah. about it. I've talked about it. Yeah, but yeah, I just I don't know that I've ever like fully got the story. I've, yeah, or like yeah. If people fully know because how old were you when it happened? Eighteen. So all right. So for anyone that doesn't know, D was like D was pretty much like you're a little Aussie prodigy like it was you you brothers it was like the Lawrence brothers like you guys are all kind of a, around it well like a similar age what you're, yeah, you're older and, than Jet yeah Hunter and I'm two years older than Hunter oh so you're just a bit older than Hunter but yeah I grew up with I was in um, I'm sure a lot of people say this now but I grew up riding with Hunter and Jet at races we always pitted together um, yeah. dad worked with Darren and um then they obviously they they enjoyed watching Jay and Darren was good with Jay like it was always yep, getting a bit yep. of knowledge and they spent a bit of time in New Zealand together but yeah kind of chased them along they're always the same sort of age same sort of races at most weekends but um, so you were just like it was similar 
path for you like you yeah. were getting you were definitely but you're on like the yamaha team and and all that sort At, of stuff yeah when i had my injury um i was getting bikes through yamaha yeah but growing up i was just like whatever jay was on like yeah was, he, he was suzuki then dad's like oh can you throw him for the row and then yeah, um, yeah. then i kind of proved myself as we went and um and then yeah the year i had my accident bish were you still a junior no, I was under you were, Yeah, you were. Yeah, I, I was, thought so, yeah. I was a couple of years into senior. Yeah, I thought so, yeah. And the um, first year, like senior, I, I just kind of did a bit of sunny state stuff, won some Queensland stuff. Um, Dad's like, oh, I don't really want to throw you into the national just yet, like when you're ready. And we did the last two rounds and I was like running up front with Jay. <laughs> I had my first one, I just snapped a chain and just was, Dad's like, fuck, maybe we should have taken to all of them. And I was just like, I was happy to just do one of them. And I was the type of dude, I used to get nervous, man. I didn't really? like, and I was like the dude just to hang out with my mates. Like Jay, Dad would always take Jay to the races, like, like focusing on jay not focusing so much on jay but, but he like, took it more serious yeah and i was just like running around my mates and i'm like oh go to a race now jump on the bike come back just fuck off and just go hang out with my mates and and you didn't take it that serious because you got real nervous do you reckon or no i just didn't just realize that competitive? just yeah didn't i was a kid man and just didn't really give a shit you know yeah. um wasn't spoiled but like just kind of always yeah, there. yeah yeah that's yeah. that's all i knew but um yeah, then the year I had my accident, I was like, I can win, like, the 19s that year. So I knuckled down, and I was fortunate that Dad supported me any way he could. Like, definitely not, like, Rich didn't drive the new vans and stuff. I drove a Holden Colorado Trayback Ute with my bike on the back with P-plates, and I did a bit of labouring here and there throughout the year, and just Dad supported me where he could. And, yeah, I went to go to the first round of nationals. I broke my thumb, like, leading up to it, so I had a bit of time off, and then... Um, first race, second. I was like, oh, man, with a shit start, and I was like, maybe I can win this, Dad. Like, and then yeah. that's the last thing I kind of remember. And yeah, hit my head. Woke up a few weeks later in Caulfield Rehab Center. I had no idea. I kind of was just like, more so. I don't really remember too much of waking up, but just I remember being there, just being like, when can I go home? Like, yeah, I, I learned that I had an accident. And um, how long did that take to like? be consistent enough to be like oh yeah that's right i'm in here because i had an accident oh three weeks four weeks wow. yeah i don't remember like a week after waking up and they took me i don't remember being in the alfred hospital which is where i was in my coma at they flew me there from horsham track and yeah. then um i just remember being in the rehab center like down the street and um i'm sure there was some sorts in there in melbourne yeah but yeah jay bring misty and i'm like what are you bringing misty in for and he's like oh i'm staying at a house for her in melbourne and then shortly after she's pregnant and they get married so that kind of that snowballed that but <laughs> um yeah just it was a strange time obviously like it was so long ago now but the more i learn about it now like i'm starting to think like i always got asked do you have any side effects like any long-term effects from it and I didn't believe I did. I I, I got tired. I had to rest and all that yeah, sort of stuff. And yeah. I still do. I still try to get my eight hours like every night. And um, but I don't know. The more older I get, like I'm starting to think that like things have snowballed from that. Yeah. Because I've seen like um, have you seen Concussion the movie? No, nah, no. Nah, but I've, that's I feel CT, like I've known a bit about CTE, it. Yeah. Like yeah. the brain thing you know i don't think i might have cte because that's more so like a, a constant head knock thing, yeah, yeah constant head knock thing but i don't know like the brain's so gnarly like you never know like yeah i can i can spit it in any minute but 
oh, not any minute. I'm not a psycho. Like, I'm not crazy like that. But, but it's yeah, just like, like with your tempo, like, if yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I just got it's that's why I've been doing the meditation stuff and just yeah. like really trying to get on top of it because it's like I'm at an age now where it's like I just need to do something about it because I mean, I've definitely got on top of it, but it, um, yeah, it's taken some work and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like I said, it's only this year I've kind of been like, maybe that's all snowballed from that and I think half the re- not half the reason half the battle with something like that as well is to like full like if you recognise it mm. you know when you don't you don't know what you don't know so for yeah. you to say oh well, this year I've like started to kind of like maybe recognise some of that sort of stuff that's probably you're probably halfway to fucking getting dialed now you know because yeah. it's when you don't know about stuff like that mm. um that's when it can sort of catch you out yeah for for a 26 year old i feel like i'm like i've done a lot i've been a lot of places and i've experienced a lot of things good and bad um but yeah like there's a lot of people that i know especially in the dirt bike industry that like there's so many people you see that are injured and yeah and I know people that have hit their head and they maybe don't recognise it like yeah. they probably should um, yeah. but yeah I'm pretty aware of it and um, like I said I do my reading and I look into it a bit um, yeah. probably could look into it a little bit more but I'm just yeah just getting older I'm starting to recognise it and yeah, yeah like you said that's half the battle is finding it and kind of been like acknowledging it and trying to do something about it so yeah that this, this year's been like that like it's been tough a couple of injuries and a lot of time off work and I split up my ex and yeah it's just been but I'm, I'm keeping positive like I said to you before just find a positive in everything yeah, yeah. and um, I'm trying to and all the best shit man this is from someone like older you know like almost 10 years older so it's like 10 years of dealing with the same an extra 10 years of dealing with the same shit you know but mm. the you always find that the stuff that you think is like the fucking bottom of the bottom is just the start of like the best thing that yeah. kind of ever happened to you know it's just like a full stock graph like mm. and I think me and, me and Sammy talk about all the time like everything's just a wave like shit goes in and then it goes out and it goes in and then it goes out that's whether it's like your bank account you know you got like money comes in when you get paid and then it goes back out and it comes back yeah. in and it goes back out and you know every I just feel like everything in life just like follows that pattern of that wave you know dude you can see it on the analytics for the podcast like you drop a video and it goes up and then it comes back down yeah. and then it's like almost you look for those patterns in, in in life and then it sort of gives you almost like a little bit of predictability you're like alright I'm fucking at the bottom right now that means I'm on the way yeah, back up you yeah, know yeah. and then every time you just hope that that peak gets a little bit higher yeah. and then you don't fall as far the next time but it's even like you, you just you kind of like you know you what goes up must come down and yeah. it's like okay I know that I'm at a high now and yeah. it's like in the past like usually it's like a crash but yeah. it's like what's a way I can maintain this yeah. and just kind of like yeah. not not look not reach for the stars too much and just kind of maintain yeah. and like yeah. I, I like just sitting here and um yeah and maybe that's what I'm trying to do yeah I'd love for that to be yeah, Obviously, it'd be sick to be up here, but if I'm I'm happy cruising here, if it's just consistent, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, and I think too, like you just you know you're on the right track doing like the coaching thing, and yeah. it's obvious it's starting to fucking mm. work out, you know. So just focus on myself. That's all I'm trying to do, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and you just get that little bit better, little, bit, and that's why, like, that's why I got that tattoo there. You know, it's like the Atomic Habits. 
She got 1% better for 365 days, 37.78 times likely. I was like, get it be better at that thing yeah okay so yeah. it's like yeah. fucking one percent every day just and that's that's big anything, gains anything in life one percent is i just chasing one percenters yeah yeah so yeah it would have been hard to it, it definitely i i think it's probably you got like the physical stuff from having a, a head knock that bad but then there's also would have been the emotional stuff that you'd have to deal with like literally one of the hottest prospects in you know in australian racing you've won everything up to this point and then your career is like taken away so it's like you you can't even you know you can point yeah to the physical but just the emotional man like just for for anyone to have to go through that like you're supposed to just take it on the chin and be like oh yeah nah fuck gonna be sweet you know is what it is say all the bullshit that you'd say in that position you know when you're trying to look positive but there's still like it's still a hit that you've got to take and then like make it all right internally you know like there's you know examples i've got in my life of that like especially with the u.s stuff when i had to come back home it was just like yeah there's no like there's there's no i can't fix this now like i've got a there's yeah. like i just have to deal with this situation how it is and it's not ideal yeah you know and it's like you can you keep a positive attitude and then you're like yeah fucking sweet it'll all work yeah. out blah 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 yeah. but you still have to like deal with it and then it leaves an effect that would be you know just as gnarly as like the the physical effect that you got to go through yeah and like people I, probably don't talk about that side of it enough no nah, well yeah like i said i was 18 man and all i knew was riding my dirt bike and that but that was a year i was kind of like all right this is this, this is I've my got, year yeah this is my year and i'm gonna give it everything i got and then next thing i'm laying there and like oh no more dirt bikes and i'm like oh yeah i've heard that before but then people i was constantly like people are saying you're not going to ride again like you can't ride again and then I be- oh, I don't really want to say I believe but I almost feel like I was convinced not to race again Yeah. a lot of people I've seen people with brain injuries now go back and still keep racing like Joel Evans maybe not so much brain injury but neck injury Yeah. but that's gnarly and he got back at it and um, I'm not saying that it would work out different to where I am now but you just kind of wonder sometimes where I could yeah. be. But, yeah, just an 18-year-old kid that just had his dreams pretty well ripped away from him straight away. Like, you know, yeah. it was only the start. And, um, yeah, I got lost there for years. I was like, not not in a bad necessary way, but, like, I didn't know what I was doing, what I should do. Yeah. Should I keep riding? I was trying to ride a little bit. And then I went travelling, and that was sick. Like, I, I got to experience a life that a lot of people don't get to. Yeah, if and they I, stay in moto. Yeah, and even just general life, man. Yeah, like, true. I, I was fortunate like we were all fortunate that race dirt bikes like on a weekend of all my school kids would go play footy and do that stuff and I'd just travel the country racing dirt bikes and people yeah. don't realise and I, I yeah it's a crazy good upbringing yeah. man like I, at all our schools and stuff and if people ask I'm just like man get a bike and just go riding because that is the sickest life like make it work whatever you gotta do make it work and um yeah, so when that got taken away and I just I kind of did a bit of travelling and come back and I was like, should I get a trade? Tried a few different jobs and, yeah, I'm at the point now where I don't want to stick to the straight and narrow and do the safe thing, go yeah. get a house, buy a mortgage, not just yet anyways. Like, I just want to... I mean, I'm happy to jump in a van and just go gypsies for a while. Like, yeah, and just yeah. go coach some dirt bikes and... Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't have to follow no path and I feel like people do. Yeah. Um they don't follow it there's no written book about it but it's just like it's a safe way just 
yeah. just go do this go yeah. do this because this is what he's done and this is what he's done that's what that's what dad's done and yeah I'm just gonna do my own thing man and like I said just focus on myself write my own book and just yeah, yeah, yeah. just do whatever and like yeah I don't really know what tomorrow brings like yeah just kind of have fun with it and um that's the thing like I said before the coaching I'd hate to get to 35 and be like like why didn't I do it like yeah. why I should like and I'm what? 35 yeah so it's like think about you know if you do it from now until you're 35 mm. like that that's me then yeah you know like you'd just be a, either have the sickest run or it doesn't work out and I can just but either way you're gonna be 35 at some point so you, yeah there's a future you that's gonna find out yeah yeah <laughs> so. and that like if I like I said I get to that that age and I'll be happy that I just did what I wanted to do what my gut yeah. wanted to do you know and instead of just sticking at a job that it's just like I don't necessarily want to be at yeah, yeah it pays the bills but fuck money's not everything man like yeah, yeah. yeah a great big bank account would be sick but like well especially when you've got there's a I actually send you this podcast everybody should listen to this podcast actually let's bring it up on the screen I, I've mentioned it a few times maybe we'll like put make a clip out of this or something but uh, it's called How to Get Rich by Naval so if you just type in um I wonder if it's like a three hour it's like a podcast but it's oh yeah there you go click on that link everybody should listen to this it's got nothing well it's it's got a lot to do about money but it's more about uh, life than money and he says like oh, it should be titled how to get wealthy but how to get rich is like better clickbait it's got like five million views on uh, YouTube and I didn't even know it was on YouTube I've listened to it all on Spotify yeah. but he says he talks about uh, specific knowledge so like if you've got like the one thing that you need to have is specific knowledge in something so like for me when I started the podcast I had really good camera equipment or like better than most podcasters and I knew how to use lighting and fucking all my you know I knew yeah. editing I knew, I knew that game like really specific knowledge and it was better than most of my competition. And then I also had specific knowledge of knowing all of these different people and having this insane lot of contacts from this past job that I did, which was also specific knowledge. So I had like these two areas where I was unique to other people. I wasn't the best in the world at either of those things by a long shot. But when you like put that together and then you mix that with me being like a person that likes talking and likes having conversations and then that's like okay that guy is perfect to do this podcast and then that's what you make a business out of you know like I wasn't I'm not out here trying to go like alright what's the most profitable business that I can be involved in like what makes the most money oh motocross podcasting doesn't make that much money oh okay I won't do that yeah it's more like where, where do I have these areas of specific knowledge and then if I apply then if I find a way to like sell like leverage off that skill that's how a business mm. that works gets created yeah and like so if you look at Maddie, he's got this really uh, attention to detail like very good at following up on things and if he says he's going to do something he's like extremely diligent he, he never that's like in his like personal life you yeah. know what I mean he's just like that guy his van's always clean his bike every yeah, yeah. he's just a very meticulous person yeah and then he's also 
incredibly good with people. Like yeah. everyone likes him. You just would find it very hard to find a guy that said Maddie's a dickhead. Mm. And then he has specific knowledge of the motocross industry, the athletes, and also like he can ride himself. Yeah. So there's like these little individual characteristics that he's got where you're like, okay, you could then leverage all of those things and make like a business out of it. Yeah. So like everyone kind of has something that they know a lot about or they're like super into. So like you look at that as like your specific knowledge and then you kind of like start from there. Mm. And like you look at you, you've like, so now you've got this specific knowledge of like racing all these tracks in Australia, spending your whole life riding bikes to the point where you don't know anything else almost. Yeah. And then you've got the talent. find it hard to, actually... to know much else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, you don't need to though. <laughs> but then you've got like the physical element on the bike and then you're good with people. So mm. then it's like there's there's like your ingredients yeah. to, yeah. you know, and then I think that the next seat, like step is once you've like figured those things out. And I think anyone listening can apply those things yeah. to your yeah. life, you know. And yeah. then when you find that thing, like I said, you just make it, you just decide that's who you are. Like you're going to do that thing. And then yeah. whether it makes a bunch of money or whether it doesn't, like you sort of let that be the direction. So like, yeah, with you, man, it's just you fucking died. You've just got those mm. ingredients together, you know? Yeah, as long as I can eat and put fuel in my car at the time. And I mean, I'm happy just cruising at the moment. Like I said, money doesn't mean much to me. I mean, it's nice to have good things, but if I can ride my dirt bike, yeah. pay for some food, put some fuel in my car, like that's that's sick. And yeah. um, that's, what I, that's what I want to do. And exactly everything you just said, like I just want to, yeah, use my skill that I've got. Yeah, I'm good at talking to people. Yeah, and why not just put all that into place? We've got igno- I've got knowledge of all the tracks and how to race, and yeah, yeah, may as well just do something with it. And um, a lot of people just throw it to the side and just go build something else. And good on them, like. But I just don't want to be. I I can't. I don't want to do that. Like yeah. it's um, yeah. I've been like I've all that. Like Dad said to me, he goes, "You've raced and rode your whole life." He goes, "That's your apprenticeship there." A hundred percent agree. He's like, "Fucking use that trade that you've got." Yeah, yeah. And it's so like, it's like a a skill that not everyone can do. You know, like you. Yeah. It's like you don't have an apprenticeship in it. Like you've got like a PhD in it. In, in the sense like you've done a 10 year mm. doctorate degree it's not yeah. just like you've raced for a few years at like a yeah. certain low level you know so there's just not that many people that have the level like that kind of reach the level that you did with it yeah mm. so no that's good and dude Joel Evans is a fucking great example yeah the, his YouTube channel is killing it nowadays. Yeah, he's, I sit there and like, yeah, I look forward to it's watching awesome, him. Bro. Yeah, he just does like a really fucking good job. Yeah, slow grind. Yeah, everyone would have been look at him in the pits three years ago when he was first doing that, being like, "Fuck, bro! Like you're not doing that good at races and mm. you're vlogging about it. Like mm. this, just there's nothing doing here, man." Yeah, and then look at him and like his his racing has gotten better with his videos yeah. like literally a, I, I everything's him, got better man he i've known joel since i borrowed his sister's 65 for my first ever junior titles in 2005 <laughs> and because it was better than mine and um we've been really close friends with joel since then and um man he's just grinded and grinded and just kept at it and um he loves it and he just like him and his girlfriend jump in the van yeah. I said it the other day um, 
yeah, just jumping his van and he just chases a dream. Yeah, he doesn't make heaps of money, but he gets by. He does what he can do. Does his moto bar pad thing and yeah, um, which is really good by the way. And that's just yeah, just chasing the dream. And that's like that's all I want to do. Something like that. Like get yeah. in the van and just go. And how many subscribers has Joel got now? Have a look. Yeah, because I think I was looking at his um his in the oh, Philippines video. Yeah, when I saw how like seventeen thousand views or yeah. something. Yeah, go there. That's good, three, man. Yeah. yeah, dude, 30k on his. That was a sick vlog too. That was. Sick, I haven't that watched one. that one. That was good. But yeah, like he's getting some. He's getting some good numbers, man. He got ninety-seven thousand on this Philipp- first Philippines one. That is legit, bro. <laughs> yeah. Click into that. Play a bit of it with no sound. Him and Jay, they just remind me of each other so much. Dude, I know, eh? He's privateer, Jay. <laughs> yeah, show us some motor. I want to see some fucking rain. Yeah, like the same person, too. They just keep going. Very, just, very similar, eh? Quiet and just do their thing. Oh, I didn't even get the whole shot. Oh, Holy okay. okay. No, he did. That's experience. He, he right said there. that they just send it, hey, you guys are Dude. just T bone. <laughs> wow. Wow. Dude, he just went from like first to seventh right now. Tenth. Just getting eaten alive by the Filipino pack. He rode a a pretty sick 450 this year. Oh, no, 250, I think it was. No, he rode 450, I think. Oh, where? 250 this year. Like his his latest one that they've released. Oh, yeah, right. Um, It's got got carbon tank, factory forks and stuff. Really? Coated forks. That's awesome. He's such a good dude. He's such a good dude, too. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, like, you'd look at his three years ago, what he was trying to do. Yeah. And, you know, it's very easy to say that there's no point in him doing that. Mm. You know? And then now look at him. And that's the thing, man. There's, like, this thing with our industry that's, like, people, like, why is he still racing? Why is he still doing it? And I'm just, like, I I know dudes that I grew up, and race with that still at the national every round and they're still there with mum and dad and I'm jealous as fuck of it because yeah. like it is the sickest life like you can go to work through the week and do do the job but if you can go race the national on the weekend and do that that, that stuff's sick and yeah. Um, yeah like he might not be winning and other people that are racing privateer might not be winning but it's like good on him man like that's yeah. I'd love to go race the national again but back to the nervous thing like, I'd freak out when that 30 second board come up and as well because I know like where I could stack up but I definitely don't have the training and the like the time yeah you know, I'd have to fully put time in to do it um, but that all comes back to race experience like yeah. I haven't raced for f- too much for like the last five years and yeah that beats um, a day at QMP kind of thing so yeah 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 yeah. So, all right, let's let's do some bench racing for uh, Soupy this year. What do you got, mate? Are you excited? Yeah. What are you thinking? What are your thoughts? Where's your heads at? I always like your moto analysis. <laughs> um, I mean, Tomac on a new those new twenty threes look badass. Yeah. Um, he's obviously has on Jay a, rode one of them yet? Yeah, he spent a bit of time. on What does it. he reckon? Yeah, he loves it. Okay. Um, he gets into the analytics analytics of it too much, or not too much, but for me, and I'm just like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, right just, I think it looks sick, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tomac, he'll be good. Last happy, season, yeah. Happy Kenny's a fast Kenny. Yeah. Um, one of his legs are all right from kickstarting, but 
Man, I actually watched a video of Justin Cooper on that 450 the other day. Dude, did you watch that same one? <laughs> yeah, I saw your comment. I'm like, dude, he looks sick on that thing. Yeah, yeah. It's Go a- to his vlog, dude. Have you seen his vlog? Yeah, let's have a, let's have a little watch of this fucking thing. Yeah, there you go. How many views are you getting? Everyone's running the vlogs too. I rate it. Mm. How's the star compound, bro? It's changed so much since they bought it. Yeah. They did it. It didn't have that big factory there in now. No, 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 no. They built. There was like two sheds there. I mean, these Starboys, Starboys are good. How's the kitchen? Whoops, bro. Kitchen looks quick too. Yeah. I've seen some stuff on Deegan's. Is that a? F- no, there's like three lanes of whoops there, man. Yeah, they're fucking. Oh, maybe put some sound on. There's probably not music behind it. Oh, this is a photo shoot. So yeah. is he doing West just a couple of rounds on a fourth deal? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they should probably just let the dude race like all of them. I mean, I know obviously they've got like a lot of a lot of guys out there. Oh, that'd be Garth and Swanny doing the shoot. Is there any motors in him? Like this motor one? No, go to the end of the vlog, see if there's like... Hi, guys. See if they put in some laps. Nah, not really. Oh, bit there. Imagine being able to ride like that level of facility every single day. Every day, just like under the pump, or not under the pump, but it's just like you're chasing, you yeah. get someone to chase every day. Imagine how much better you get. Yeah. Like even at the level those guys are already out, you know. Yeah. Oh, this is like these whole like even background stuff. Yeah. The last like five years, that it's gotten so crazy. This whole facility thing and the riders are improved because they're riding with each other all the time. Yeah. Used to be just like the two teammates from just do the test track stuff together, but yeah. Now it's like the whole crew. Yeah. Especially Baker, like we got Husky and the whole crew there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, I reckon he looks good. And that Insta, the little Insta yeah, that banger. Was fresh. Like, he was <laughs> yeah. fully throwing that that yeah. thing around. But I think where guys like him struggle is the, like, just when the track gets, like, beat yeah. to shit. That's one thing that I wish that Supercross did a bit of a better job at in terms of the TV is showing how bad the track is mm. towards, like, the end of the main events. It's like the where the cameras are always positioned yeah. and the height that they're at you just don't get visuals of how gnarly yeah. it is and i think that's why that spider cam was yeah super dope because you actually get to see all yeah. of the like just how brutal they get when you see like on people's instagrams that at the end of the night like photos on the ground of the whoops like it's like holy shit now you know why people are jumping um yeah, I'm excited to see, like, every year coming A1, like, it's it's fresh, like, you're ready to go, and um excited to see people on the new bikes, but even, like, Sexton, like, he's gonna want to win this year, I'm sure of it. Yeah. Um, he's a bulldog, He he's hard at it, and um, I think he's got his own compound or something now, does he? It looks like he's got something, has he dropped any vlogs lately? I don't think he has, eh? Oh, just his Insta? Mm. Yeah, surely... Anyway, he's had a pretty good run without injuries. Obviously, like a lot of a lot of bike time. Yeah. 
Um, fuck yeah, it's a pretty dope setup. Yeah, I mean, there's he's just had like a crazy good one, and I think to turn down the um, the I think that like the thing too that makes such a massive difference is not having to fully redevelop the whole bike again. Yeah, and then I think because obviously you go from like year one, you just spend so much time testing the bike instead of just riding the bike like. You know, I'm sure they get a setting and then they they spend some time on it. Mm. But then they're all they're always chasing like a, a new setting. And then especially too, I think last year wasn't wouldn't have been as good for HRC because you got Kenny who's like the main rider, and then Chase who's like the main mm. rider. Yeah. And then who do you give this? Who do you make do the dog day testing? And then from i remember todd was on here once and he said how weird kenny's suspension was yeah. like when he rode the bike so then if you're if you're sexton you pretty much can't trust anything yeah. that kenny says because it's such like a different setup yeah. to what he would be used to or like what he would want to run well sexton's been pretty open about that as of late oh really that, um i've just i don't know where i've heard it i've heard it a bit um that Kenny's bike was nothing the same, but nah. him and Colt are pretty similar. Yeah, yeah, um, that's why I heard that. Yeah, and I think maybe for a long time he was probably riding. He he almost probably was given Kenny's setup yeah. from the start, and then he's just like tried to find his own one since. But I think he said that Nichols is pretty close to his, and they can they work with each other. So yeah, um, and then I think the thing that makes a difference there is like Colt's clearly the the second rider on the yeah, team. There's yeah. no no one would make that argument and. He's got a one-year deal, and he'll be wanting to stay there. And there's times where you'll see guys like like an Andrew Short or a Ivan Tedesco. Like once they're not they're not like winning all the races, yeah. but they're such good team dudes. Yeah, yeah. And they're so valuable yeah. at testing and and creating like really good base settings for the main guy. Yeah. So I'm sure that Colt would be like fully trying to play that role yeah, within yeah. the within yeah. the team and then it's it'd end up helping both of them but like I feel like that's a massive plus in Chase's corner this season yeah definitely I mean his third year as well on that fourth yeah, yeah yeah and he's had two good years of like yeah. and then especially last year he's just like it's just rolling into it and it's just like it's really it's his perfect it's like year building for him. Yeah. yeah and then you think about he won his third season on the 250 I'm pretty sure was it yeah or was it his second season that he won no, third, third year third that he won yeah. and then he and then he won yeah 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 so yeah he's sort of like that building you know kind of kind of into it yeah so yeah I think he's gonna be fucking good and then you gotta think that after having the season that he had with Eli outdoors that you'd probably be like oh, okay well I'll just do the same yeah. thing again you know like once once you've done it once mm. you'd have to like back yourself to go again he's like I was I said before bulldog but like just mongrel he doesn't like give a yeah. fuck yeah. Like, yeah when that helmet's off it's kind of like a web in a way he's got his own personality it's different but yeah they're just so dedicated like yeah. they just do the motos and 
Yeah. As soon as that microphone's down, he just walks away. Like, yeah. doesn't care. Yeah, it's just like a crazy desire to win. Mm. It's just so... Some it doesn't dudes, let it all... It doesn't let the fame and the attention get him. It's just like... Yeah, they just want to win mm. so fucking bad. And yeah. that's... I think that's like a... Yeah, that's a real Cooper thing. That's a real, um, like, Sexton thing. Like, there's those guys, like, Ricky was the same, just wanted to fucking win. Like, yeah. And they're the dudes, like, hyper, hyper competitive. You see that with Jack Doohan. Like, he's just one of those guys that yeah. he, he's so gnarly competitive. Like, yeah. almost makes you sick. He'll fight you, <laughs> like, literally try and fight you every game, you know, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, they're the kind of guys that end up doing, like, crazy good. Yeah. And, um, as well, Cincerello, he's back. Um, he's looking Did you good. listen to the pulp thing with him? No, nah, is that about the ayahuasca? No, nah. <laughs> is that? I don't know. I don't know. That'd be um, sick if it was. I don't know. Did he, did he say he did ayahuasca? He he did in the off season when he got hurt. Oh, that's gangsta! I didn't know yeah. that. Um, they've talked about it a little bit, but I don't know. I forget if I've listened to that one. Yeah, right. Um, I should listen to it. Yeah, I don't know if he talks about it too much. He might even just say like, "I don't." Where'd you hear that? They talked about it on there on pulp. Really? In the past, like. Because he, he didn't race outdoors. That's so I dope. Think, I had no idea yeah. about that. I haven't looked into it too much, but I've heard a little bit, and I heard it's pretty wild. Like Yeah, right. But, I mean, fuck, he's just chasing anything he can get. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, Fingers crossed for him, because I don't want to see him get hurt again. Nah. But um, if he can stay up, like, he's quick. Yeah. But as well, he doesn't have that motocross. Maybe it's going to kind of build back into it again. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, I feel I feel bad for AC. Like, there's a guy that he's just got literally every ingredient, man. Yeah, there's just he's super fast. He's the most likable guy. He's one of the smartest guys. Yeah. He's got one of the best fan bases. Like, just, yeah. he's on one of the best bikes. Just everything is going for him except for, injuries. Like for the ho- for the typical homeschool motocrosser dude it's just like he's smart man like just the way he talks I'm like shit like how did it like, what did he do or like I don't know if it was his old boy that just the way he was brought up around he's his just family just smart man yeah like he knows a lot and he's just very good at speaking and even when he did that night in the booth at the supercross oh unreal un- dude yeah like you would think he was just normally in there yeah. and yeah one of the I did an interview with him it's actually on our channel I don't know if you ever saw it but it was in like 2014 and it was I had this project that I was like almost shooting a pilot for to try and sell Red Bull this project I still would love to do it one day actually but um, I sat down with him at night just at his place and it went for like an hour and a half and that was one of the first times where I wanted to do the podcast yeah it was after that oh this is like pre-Gypsy Tales yeah dude 2014 so True. it was like four years before that I... That mean his first year pro? Fuck, maybe... Yeah, maybe it was, man. Yeah. yeah. But um, I remember doing it with him and and like Wes Williams was sitting there doing it as well. And uh, I was just like, fuck, that was like one of the best chats I've ever had in my yeah. life. Like we literally just sat down. It was because it was like for this long form deal, I was like trying to shoot a documentary. This is like a documentary type project. So I just sat like, yeah, an hour and a half and sat down and just had all these questions about this, mm. you know, movie doco thing that I was trying to make. Yeah. And then that fully was like, it was like half an idea for the podcast. Yeah. But it didn't fully spark. Yeah. So like I could have started it if I had like a little bit more inspiration or I don't know. It's like weird when you look back at that sort of stuff, like why I didn't 
yeah make the podcast like straight after that yeah, yeah but that was a that was definitely a time where i was like dude that was sick like i don't I actually don't even need to make the doco like i could just post that yeah and people would like it yeah and that uh, would be in like early days of podcasts and stuff oh yeah yeah people were like fuck he talked for ages man <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and it was kind of like it kind of, it was like a podcast in that I was talking back. It wasn't just an interview and yeah. I didn't have questions. I just had topics. Yeah. And because it was like that doco style, I was just looking for like one liners. It was kind of almost a version of the yeah, of okay. the podcast, you know. Just a young Jace in yeah, America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it, it wasn't the Dungy. Then I did the Dungy thing for Red Bull. Like, we actually did a podcast for oh, Red yeah. Bull. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, oh, I'll just do this. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I was like, I remembered the Adam thing. And I was like, this is just like the Adam thing. And so, and then that's what fucking, that's what started it. But, yeah, it's funny. But yeah, so like, Adam Cincerello is one of the big reasons why Gypsy Tales even exists. Yeah. Yeah. You have to get him back on. Yeah. I, well, he's never been on. And um, yeah, we, we were gonna, I thought we were gonna do it at the start of this year I was like half mentioned this on the Slater podcast and then I like didn't really elaborate on it and I was like I probably should have like I don't know where I cut off my yeah. train of thought on it but yeah. but yeah he said he's, he sent a message and was just like oh I just don't want to do it right now like, and that's maybe what I haven't seen since he's come back from that ayahuasca thing I don't exactly know when it was but they were throwing kind of time frames around it and there's no, there's not much vlogs happening. He's not heavy on social media like he probably was. And yeah. Maybe he's just more focused on it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Maybe he didn't want to come across like. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even ask him why. Why he just said like, oh, maybe we should we should wait till I retire or something like that. Yeah. But um, which would be you know be super cool. Mm. But um, even like Dean, um, I just started listening to Dean's on. Oh you, yeah. And he's like, I didn't want to just come on for randomly. He's like, I wanted to come in when I can speak and like throw everything out yeah. and um. I only got like fifteen minutes into that and haven't you know, pulled up at home. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, nah, that was a that was a good one. That was yeah. a pretty good at like big episode. Yeah. That one went pretty pretty yeah. ham. You'd expect to it to, I guess. Yeah. He's just one of the coolest cats in the sport. Yeah. I've um yeah, I've never I've only, I've seen him at a after party at Sydney and yeah, it's kinda of like didn't want to fanboy him too much, just yeah, yeah. Well, actually, no, I did meet him at um, Erne in France. Oh, really? Yeah, he was walking the track and he was like, me and Jack Sari were just like, this is before it actually was started. Was this when you were traveling? Nah, this, or you is, went over this was Jay. just after my accident and Jay, oh, had, Jay was right, on yeah. it. And then I flew over and what to watch. And um, yeah, I'm walking the track and I think I'd sent him a photo. He posted a dirt shark photo and it was of like monster chick and yeah. I, I probably can't say this but I just had like a nude photo of her on my phone <laughs> <laughs> just a toy young fella and um, oh. I was I sent it to him one day when he shared the photo and he just lost it he's laughing he wrote something back and then I was like two months later I was over there and I was like hey Dean it's D Wilson and he's like what I'm like D Wilson not Dean Wilson and he's like oh what the fuck I was like I sent you that photo and he goes oh bullshit and he goes that's no sick and it's a little fist bump and that was it but that's yeah. fucking random as hell. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he's, the, he's like the coolest guy though. Yeah, okay. It goes to like that podcast as well just goes to show. I That was probably maybe one of the most messages I've ever been mm. after a podcast about like... Just a recent one? Yeah, the one with him is yeah. just people frothing on him. Yeah. Just being like, he actually is the fucking best dude. And he just tells it how it is. He's real with it. Yeah. Um, 
and even like he said it's probably good that I come in now when he can say certain stuff and yeah. a lot of people wouldn't do that Yeah, a lot of people just stay in their lane and they're not getting in trouble yeah Dino's just fuck it and yeah we were pretty pretty ruthless with the clickbait eh Griff <laughs> went in we went in deep on that one I didn't even I haven't seen him yet oh yeah there's like there was just so many like crazy clips that like yeah. came out of it and people were just frothing on it so yeah yeah felt bad a little bit to be honest that's funny <laughs> I remember back in the day when I was in here I told you, I was like, just fucking clickbait. Just write some shit. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to be like that. And I'm like, just Dude. do it, man. Everyone else yeah, is doing yeah, it. And then yeah. like, here we are. Just like something pops up. I'm like, did he say that? I'm click on it. I'm like, 100,000 views. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. People, you're so right that way. Like I was so like reluctant to do it for so because you long. don't want to just be that dude it's like oh, it's just clickbait it's just yeah clickbait. but yeah. it's like it's real like it's not like you're bullshitting like you're not saying like you're not just making up stuff yeah and now dude literally everyone every other every other media like that anyone that does like any podcast or interviews yeah, yeah. it literally it's the exact same way that that we did the photo every, like it's just the same oh pulp just, jumped on it too everyone did but i mean i don't care to call pulp out i've tried messaging him as well and i get nothing back <laughs> yeah he would yeah. He'd, have, he'd have a lot of people messaging yeah, bullshit. He would. He would. uh but they also i'm stoked everyone is yeah because collectively motocross is getting like a fuck ton of views on yeah. online and that style of content like it just never really got Mm. views before and, and now it, it all gets this it, everyone's getting good views i think you said i don't know where you said it the other day that youtube's like the second biggest searching platform yeah, in the yeah, world yeah and it's like if motocross is out there and it's everybody's seeing it it's that's great and even jet's thing with you saying um i think it was with you saying how he's like i want to get famous people yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um like that sort of stuff wasn't happening in like 10 years ago no. and um when Rodman turned up, like that shit's sick because like the amount of people that follow Rodman and it's like, oh, dirt bikes, like yeah. they race some things. Oh, Rodman's hanging out, fuck it. I might go watch some motorbikes, you know, yeah. like it's just the way the world works and you you think maybe it doesn't. I'm just imagining that, but it's like usually what you're imagining, that shit no, that's actually how, happens. that's how it works. And like even our, our Instagrams are, or YouTube, like this new subscribers, it's just people yeah. that, people that, like I get messages all the time from people that are I think the most common is they used to be into moto when they were a kid so this is yeah. like this is the dope thing that Gypsy Tales does and this is like one of the, like the main goals of it is like we just feed into this we just find our way because of the YouTube algorithm and Instagram reels and TikTok and there's these algorithms that are out there now that are so fucking dialed in and then it just finds people. So if you're a guy that like randomly searched motocross one time a couple of years ago, or you watch like five TikToks in a row, mm. then it's like you just think about it now and it comes up, dude. Pretty much, <laughs> like you mention it, like you talk yeah. about it in your car, whatever. But it's like there's these complex algorithms that are like trying to serve people content they want to watch. Mm. So like the one of the most common messages, and it's awesome, is you get people that are like oh man I used to be in the sport when I was a kid yeah and then they just got once their dad stopped taking them racing yeah, they yeah. just left they left the fucking building oh, and there yeah. was nothing for them to like suck them back in and then you get a podcast where you're like 
you see some fucking Deegan clickbait. And yeah. then you're like, dude, I remember Brian Deegan as a son. Yeah. And then they, you know, they click into it and then yeah. they Fuck, watch that's it. That's Ricky Carmichael's old place. That's his water truck. Yeah, man. yeah, like, exactly. And then you start to like suck these people back in. And then the next part of the message they send is like, oh, I just bought a new bike. First mm. time since I had an RM80, bro. Yeah. And now they're in the fucking, you know, they're in the ecosystem and they're buying parts and they're getting coaching yeah. and they're, you know, like that's how the shit like yeah. grows the sport and it, well it, you're out there like you're that's like the beauty of yours like especially like having people like MX store and then when you talk about them it's like people like that it's just like where do I go to and then it's like MX store yeah yeah like D's Motor Academy and yeah. it's like shit I need to learn to ride this thing it's been 30 years since I've rode a bike yeah, yeah. I just I want people to like trust that and believe yeah. it and drop the ego be like fuck I could ride a bike 30 years ago I'm sweet yeah and then first ride they unfortunately big one sell the bike uh, yeah. never again how often do you see that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot. how many yeah. messages do you get like that oh dude for sure yeah they, i feel like every 252 stroke that you buy off gumtree is got like a broken rear fender <laughs> <laughs> and a fucking ball back tire because yeah, yeah. and the wife's selling it yeah yeah because they, they've flipped it yeah. and then they've cartwheeled it and then they've done a one drunk burnout on it yeah. and then when they've fucking realize how hard it is to change it that's it it's like addictive it. like it's um get it and get that little taste of it and you start going faster and it's like fuck yeah i can turn up now and yeah and then sure enough but that's zero. the um that's the like the reason to do that clickbaity mm. sort of stuff you know like it yep. sort of sucks doing it in a in a sense I'd be way better if you could just title the video and then like people would just watch everyone you posted and yeah. <laughs> fucking yeah, yeah. the world's beer and Skittles. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's like, that's how you get those people in. And then it's like the more views the video gets and the more people that YouTube then sends it out to that are potentially going to watch it. Hmm. Cause like, so that's what they call like your reach on those those platforms yeah and so it'd be like reach is how many times your thumbnail so has been showed on the homepage yeah. of youtube okay. so there's like we probably have i can't remember the percentage but it's like five percent so think about if people watch it five percent of people actually watch it or maybe it's like 11 percent or something yeah. like it's super low yeah so we'll get our content will get showed if we do a, a month that gets like three million views we probably had like 20 million 30 million impressions or something like mm. probably 30 million impressions no. so like that thumbnail went out 30 million different people just didn't like choose to watch it yeah so that's how like how gnarly the like the i guess the competition is yeah to actually get your videos watched yeah but yeah to get that you know more broad appeal like you've just gotta you yeah. gotta kind of like play that game but then that broad appeal is what then brings in the new fans, which is what we've always said we're like trying to do, you know. Yeah, and it's the same with social media, everything. And yeah. um, you know, I mean, if I could not have social media, it'd be great. But unfortunately, with trying to build a business that I am with my coaching, I need people to know, and the only way that people know at the moment yeah. is social media. Well, yeah. To into the future, that's the way it is. And um, so, yeah, I just have to jump on board and I'm trying to learn that as well. Once upon a time, I felt like I was a shit about it, man. I knew everything yeah, about yeah, it. Like yeah. 15 second Instagram videos, like I had it dialed. Yeah. I was making them and then. Shit moves quick. Then I fell like out of it and then I stopped using my camera and I'm like, holy shit, that's way too hard now. Like, But um, 
yeah, and as well, I think my attention span's pretty short. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I kind of struggle to sit there, and I do find myself watching the reels and that a bit. But um, yeah, I want to jump on to the like the the marketing thing with the with the coaching, and um, Taylor's been really good with that. She's um, helping me massively, and yeah. Hopefully that like, kicks into gear and yeah yeah you know, she's a she's a G when man. it comes to that and I mean even she's a like a good example of you know doing the YouTube stuff like she actually gets pretty good views on her YouTube stuff too Taylor Pete Taylor Eve oh is it Eve? It's, it, her Eve? last name's Pete but oh, okay. her Instagram's Eve yeah in, yeah because she's like killing it in the whole mode she got like hundred k Instagram too yeah right yeah click into that. There's some go to videos and then I think she's got some like bangers that yeah go popular. Yeah, she's got some fucking solid dirty, yeah. solid views. So yeah, I mean there's just ways to there's definitely there's no like limit of or not limit, but I mean there's no not really a person that, like can't figure out a way to make money doing yeah. like the content stuff if yeah. you do it right. Yeah. I mean as well if you can like I'm lucky that I can kind of have the experience of racing and then if I can build the brand and the name on the internet that's just another another step and yeah. it's like because there's people that can't do great things on a dirt bike and yeah. I'm not having a shot at them but it's like but they just market themselves right and they just they just tell the story and people love it and yeah. they're massive yeah. massive on the internet and really probably the internet's the bigger thing these days like it's where you make money like yeah not going to make money running 10th at a race kind of thing but if you've got a sick following and you know that's a good way to start so yeah 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 and there's so many dudes that are that are doing it even Dino with like with his YouTube stuff like Mm. yeah that's straightforward like pretty basic yeah it doesn't go crazy with the editing and shit on it I think it's been pretty good lately but it's just at the track just talking shit on the back of the ute and it's like that's what people want to see just a B-roll of yeah, the yeah, American dream yeah, yeah. racing supercross. Can you believe that he can't slow wheelie? Did you watch that video? <laughs> like, how is he fucking that bad at that I shit? thought he was just going to pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, what are you up to, bro? I feel, dude, when he walks, I'm, I can feel his pain. I'm just like, that looks sore. Like, Yeah, the, like, with all his knees Imagine getting him shit. getting out of bed of a morning. like Savage, bro. And he's especially like, after riding and yeah. stuff too all the time. Dude, I think Wade Hunter's one of the best slow wheelie dudes. He's one of the best at a lot of things he does. Dude, it's bullshit, eh? Dog, eh? <laughs> yeah, proper, <laughs> proper dog. Yeah. Do you know Do you know him much? Was it, is Wade a bit before your time? Or? No, I know who Wade Hunter is. All right, good. <laughs> he, he loves that, eh? Uh, yeah, he was, a, he was another dude. Just crazy, like, bike skill, though, eh? He's the kind of guy that you could just... He would just do anything, like, straight away. Didn't... Mm. Feel like he's kind of guy easy that too. doesn't. It didn't have to learn how to do a thing. Yeah, it just be like, oh, you should try and do that. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, I can do that. I've done that. Anything from playing the fucking Xbox. Yeah, <laughs> playing some stupid game with his mates. <laughs> yeah, to riding a BMX on the dirt jumps or you know throwing a whip on a four fifty or two fifty. He just had it all. He was always yeah. really good at most things. Well, they had a. Did you ever go to their house in Cairns? Um, no, I've been to Cliffy's house. Yeah, not so not Cliff the farm lived. like where they... Nah, i just been to where Cliff lives now. So they used to have this little block of land yeah. and it was only maybe only like an acre or two two acres. Yeah. But their whole backyard was a 110 track. <laughs> I bet it was. And then they had Because even Matt loves it too. Oh, dude. <laughs> those guys, 
they were 50 nuts like before 50 nuts yeah, came yeah. out like they literally just lived on 50 so wade that's why he's so good at just yeah. jumping and bike skills and stuff because that motherfucker just and even his house now shelby's probably like let's get the landscape and done away just got jumps Has everywhere. He even now <laughs> yeah the new house he just built i think they got the landscaping done now but for ages i was just piles of dirt everywhere yeah, yeah, and just yeah, crates yeah, sitting yeah. off the side of shit and his mates would turn up and they'd be like 150, uh, 110 That's sessions. literally been him yeah. his entire <laughs> fucking life. Like, I can't believe he didn't do... Well, he just got injured as well. Like, he just had Again? bad... No, no, no. But, oh, like, yeah. he just had bad injury. Like, he was he just got a guy bad that, knees as well. Yeah, so. yeah. But he could have been fucking so good. He's probably still one of the best mm. riders I've ever seen. When I was working for Race Line in 2018, Wade kind of... That was like... 2017 was his last kind of swing at it for a while... And then uh, we're driving home from round one. My, inj- my rider got injured, and Woodsy's like, "We need a rider next round." He goes, "Think of some people I can call." And I rang him back. I was like, "What about Wade Hunter?" And he's like, "Yep." Yeah, he's like, "Call him." And Wade hadn't been riding for ages. Really? And, uh, he's like, but he knew he knew Wade's skill and stuff. And he goes, "Yeah." He's like, "He's a good rider, and he's a good dude too." I rang Wade and I was like, what's up? And he's like, I'm actually just sitting on the spin bike. He goes, I'm getting fat. So he's like, I thought I'd get on the spin bike. <laughs> You're like, like, okay, good idea. Yeah, cause. yeah. And dude, he nearly, he nearly actually was like fully committed to it, but he just started his trade and oh. Oh, he was halfway through his trade and he was kind of like, nah, I kind of said this year I would stop and yeah, he didn't end up doing it. But Woodsy was fully keen, like, yeah, <sighs> get him back. Like, yeah. Because he'd it- do things, he'd just pull a start or didn't even pull a start and he'd just start chipping dudes off and then yeah yeah and then some weekends it wasn't the best but he won he won a world minis title yeah when, yeah because he yeah. won the ktm 65 cup yeah and then scotty firmo our best jay's best mate growing up got second to wade and that was before we met we heard of wade really yeah yeah right yeah so was that at the ktm cup or in the world minis ktm cup yeah so oh. yeah world yeah so he won that ktm cup yeah and then they won a ticket to go to world minis and yeah. then he, oh no maybe he did no matt won in the c class that's what it was but wait he did good at world world minis yeah, yeah. matt won the fucking yeah i do remember because yeah. cliffy's like i'll get him a bike while we're over there yeah and he <laughs> ended up winning the yeah. i think it was like c class that he that he was in I've but heard yeah, something he, he like fucking that. smoked him it's like, funny. oh, I should have gone in the like the next one. But they had no idea. They just rocked up and did it. So the first time I met Matt, um, the sunny the juniors used to race on Saturday and then the clubman open and clubman lights yeah, like yeah. so the C grade would race the Saturday with the juniors and then all the other bikes, like older juniors and then four fifty pros and stuff would race Sunday. And then Wade would Wade and Jay were Sunday and then I me and Matt were um the Saturday. Yeah. And yeah. then I just remember at Bundaberg like two or three years in a row i don't know why i remember that track and just me and matt sitting on the side of the fence all sunday just watching them just talking shit and i was just like i would have been like eight and yeah really been like probably 13 or something and that's how i met matt and just every round just sat on the side of the fence and watched good, the brothers good and dudes, eh? yeah he's sick and then yeah just just about everyone from cairns they're all pretty funny and they're good people so. we had such a good era like the people that we grew up it was crazy now when you look at what everyone did it was like pizzuti like we were boys with pizzuti bro mm. like i we, remember them like maddie and pizzuti were like best mates and yeah. we used to just go there all the time yeah. and um because he lived like literally just around the corner from us yeah. matt and wade lived around the corner yeah. from us like yeah. their whole life and then toddy is that far from jats's property 
not far from his place now. No, okay. probably like did ten minutes in a car. Yeah. But um, yeah. So like Matt, Wade, um, they lived right around the corner. Pazuti lived right right around the corner. Then Chris Nash. Remember Nashy? I don't know the name, but bro, he was another guy that was like phenomenal on a bike. Mm. Like he used to smoke Todd on an eighty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and his style was just effortless, man. He was like Kevin Windham style, but he was like the full, he was like the full, if you were going to have a movie, right, you would have like Harley Pizzuti is like the kind of like broke kid that just like was crazy. The whole family selling fluffy fuel. Yeah, 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 dude. (laughs) Mohawks and stuff. There's a fucking book in that or a movie in this, like this trio. And then you had Todd, who was like the full country bumpkin, like lived up in the hills, didn't know anyone, like, you know, and then that come down. And then you had Chris Nash, who was like, his dad had like the excavation company that every part on his 80 was anodized. Like, he had the best gear. Like, he was the most fucking pimped out dude on an 80. And just, he was good looking, cool, like too cool you know like yeah, he was yeah. like the Fonzie of yeah. like that group yeah. and bro they and then then there was like Luke Weaver who you'd still yeah, you'd know, know Luke, Luke. he's, he's still, still races, winning bro. every single fucking Queensland title bro <laughs> he's <laughs> always here at number one plate I'm like surely nah dude it's just always and he's never he's only ever like pretty much racing Queensland he cleaned me out in 2014 at really? Queensland titles I was first ever 450 race and I was like, I got a whole shot. I whole shot like three of the five finals against Gibbsy, Winston, all of them. And I'm just like this 18-year-old on a fast 450 at front at Coolum. And, dude, he cleaned me out. And I swear <laughs> I fucked my shoulder, eh? <laughs> and then I was so I was just a red-hot like little kid. Like I wasn't a punk. I didn't go off doing bad shit, but I had a temper. And I come in, fuck, going off. And I was, who is that fucker? Found out it was Luke Weaver, and I was like, oh, yeah, probably shouldn't go over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was like 22 or 23 at Dude, the time. he used to do 40-minute motos. Yeah. In He had the gnarly ascent. His track is, like, the closest track to Coolum I've ever ridden. Yeah, okay. So, like, that's why he was so good there yeah and, and he's uh, tall too like yeah he was like a big dude yeah. but he used to do motos in the sand with no gloves on yeah. 40 minute motor swear to god so that's how maddie got good at at riding mm. so like maddie was always faster than me but he wasn't like crazy now he fucking smokes me yeah he lived with weaver for two years yeah. and did like the last two years of his building apprenticeship like oh, yeah. living on this farm yeah. and he had like two KX 450s and they were both fucked because they, they rode <laughs> just pushed back every the shed after single the day. day and they never washed them like full yeah. farm life bro like just lean it up against the wall put chain lube on it yeah. and like so he just fucking rode dude for like two years but uh, Luke Weaver was like a local legend man yeah. and he just he never he always had the farm still works on the farm Doesn't, is he a builder still or? he's still a builder yeah. still runs the farm and still wins every single Queensland title yeah. and like Trump, like TNQ CQ whatever just yeah. owns that whole region that's funny that's uh, cool but yeah so like those four go- so imagine four guys that talented at every single club day yeah and then underneath them you had you had uh, Jats, and then you had um, Wade. Wade just going at it. And there was like a couple other good dudes, but those two were just like yeah. light years better than everybody else. And then in the and 
so they were the 65 like 85s and then Todd and them 125s and then guess who was on 65s fucking Mitch, Mitch. Evans and Wilson Todd, Wilson Todd. <laughs> yeah. so like literally every fucking Queens uh, Caleb Ward's in there as and well. then you had Caleb dude yeah, he was dude he was like crazy weird. good like he's one dude that probably should have went further than he did yeah fuck I used to watch do that watch that dude do some things on a bike and like at Coolum man like he's still probably one of the fastest dudes I've seen around Coolum like like coming out of corners I'm like how's he getting that bike to move the way it is and it's just like he, it's like he's just sitting on top of the sand but I heard he did a lot of riding back in the day mate and he rode this track cool um, look this up this is this will give you an idea of like where this dude grew up riding in it I-N-N-O-T I'm pretty sure OT and then Hot Springs there you go but put it into Google I don't think anything or go sand track right top just see if something comes up there see if anyone rode there ever alright let's just fucking see here give us a little bit of volume yeah tiny bit I remember going up here as a kid bro and trying to ride this track because we used to go up after it rained yeah. And it was so rough, bro. And uh, I used to just go, whoa, is this a full friend's first race? <laughs> Sick, bro. <laughs> what a G. Yeah. Jackson Raider. <laughs> go back, see if there's anything else there. Uh, nah, there's nothing. So just Google in at Hot Springs. And then, so this is where Caleb Ward lived pretty much. Yeah. So that track was just on the side of the road. Yeah. And that's where he spent his whole life training. So that's why that kid was so good at, at sand. So yeah, it was just in this complete, there's nothing in this town that was just built around some hot springs. Yeah, right. So full just dirt roads everywhere. And that was about like two and a bit hours out of Cairns. It was like probably one of the only sort of sand places. Yeah. So Wilson Todd spent a bunch of time riding there. Yeah. Um, Toddy spent a bunch of time riding there. Maddie rode there a bunch with Todd, but Caleb lived there. Yeah. And just like, so that's like hurlings, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you sort of couldn't see in that video, but it's like full on sand. Yeah. And so when it rains, and dude, Caleb used to just carve this crazy track yeah. into the into he that just, Yeah, he used to do some things on a bike, and I was, it blew me away, and it blew a lot of people away. And that, there was years that he raced Jay, and it was just like, he never knew what Caleb was turning up. Yeah. And um, the days that he was on, he was on, and then there was a couple of races, I think the year he went 250F after riding a 252 stroke. Like, he was near untouchable on a 252 stroke when he was on. And then, yeah, 250F, I think, that, I think that slowed a lot of the 252-stroke dudes down. Yeah. But um, he got on a 450. And I think he, I don't know what he does now. I think he does a bit of coaching and fishing. He's, he's and in the mountain bike. Go to his Instagram. Uh, he's in the mountain bike. And I think he's riding, hey. Big fishing guy. Is he a big fishing guy? Yeah, he loves fishing. Heaps of good fish up there. Yeah. Go to his Instagram. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he was doing some. Dude, I randomly saw him at a, oh, there you go. Fucking, let's go. Yeah, I randomly saw him at a servo. Yeah. And uh, in like, in Tully. Just oh, like actually, full, dude. Full went, random. Then you say that. I went into a dealership yesterday to look, just looking at bikes. I was waiting for Ikea to open. Um, and I was speaking of dude's dad that I used to race. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, he sells bikes to the bike tours in 
Cairns, and he said that Caleb works for him now, oh. doing the bike tour. So just there, like yeah, yeah. Go, so he go just click he, into he just does like sweep riding right. with those tours to Kate. I actually had heard that too. Now that you've said that, let's. Oh, you done it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna do it for my birthday. I'm gonna get all my mates to do it, dude. It's the most fun that you'll have. Yeah. Like it, honestly, bro. You will fucking love that, it. This is the shit that I just want to do now. Just ride my bike. I don't care if it's doing laps. Just yeah. throttle therapy, man. Like that's a true thing. Yeah. Like, to me and dude, you got it. You got to do it. That looks like it's going out of the Pasco. Um, yeah, man. No, hundred percent. I think that's the cool thing about the the coaching stuff too is that you'll it'll free up a bit more time for you. Mm. Like you won't, you know, once you get the ball rolling with it, you won't be as like locked into yeah. a, a nine to five schedule. Because like, yeah, we did it in August. You could have come on that. Yeah, you know? yeah. So. Just like I can book some schools in, kind of have something to chase, and then it's like in, in the meantime, just gives me free time to be able to go do this. And yeah, yeah. When you work every day, it's just like years over and it's just like fuck it's been on the job site all week yeah, all year yeah. so um no nah, it'll be fucking sick yeah that's uh that's cool that he's that he's doing that yeah so that that whole crew man imagine just every club day mm. like i just thought uh, yeah i don't know like maybe growing up there had a bit of a like it had to have influenced what i did but then i just got to see so many sick dudes riding moto from such like a Mm. a young age you know like and they were almost like better than the seniors too like there wasn't that many seniors up there like it was really all the good like yeah now that you say that i understand what you're like trying to say because there was that whole group that young fellas and they're still now to this day still some of the best dudes in the country in the world and um yeah there was not many seniors ahead of them besides the and stuff but yeah yeah Yeah, so like it was just a such a sick time Mm. in in moto and yeah like all those guys are still now you know like mitch is riding for factory cowie in yeah. in europe i'm excited to see him mm. ride. i haven't seen too much on the cowie yeah i think he apparently likes it yeah i've been speaking to tucker oh yeah yeah i think they're going to do i think they're gonna he's gonna go do like more testing and and stuff with them so like i feel like they're putting a fair bit of effort into yeah. into the bike and the setup that they've got yeah because didn't i think Roman and Mitch went to Japan for a bit for yep. a test, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's cool. Like just getting to work in house with the factory. Like that's that's one cool. sick thing about the, I guess it, yeah, what Jay's doing racing in Japan, and then um, being in the world championship, like you actually get to work with factory shit. Yeah, and uh, that's another thing I didn't touch on in Hematsu where like Jay is that that area. Um, that's where Yamaha is. Yeah. And that's Yamaha Motorsports, not music, just Yamaha Motorsport. So, like, uh, jet skis, buggies, dirt bikes, boat motors, all that. And then the next city over is Yamaha Music, like amplifiers, all that really? stuff. Really? But, like, Hamamatsu's got, like, a population of 2.9 million. So, that's bigger than Sydney. Yeah. And, um, dude, like, a massive percentage of that city is just yamaha and you forget that it all comes from somewhere like yeah, like yeah. just all these bikes that people are riding like they're not just built in a fucking shed yeah and you go into like the industrial area and we're in the museum like the yamaha museum all the like stefan everts bikes jay's bikes in there now like all the new boat stuff like it's pretty sick and um you just look at out of the top top level of this um museum and for as far as you can see it's just yamaha factories it's just like holy shit really? they got their own football stadium because they've got their own football team like what yeah it's pretty sick like that's just for the local the workers and 
yeah, like a lot of people just, yeah, are, are Yamaha workers. That's insane. It's hey, pretty cool. How many total, Google Yamaha, how many total empo- employees does Yamaha have as a company? It'd have to be one of the biggest companies in the world. Hmm. I'd be very interested to know. 52,000 employees. Oh, that's just for the motor company. Yamaha Corporation has 28,000. Fuck, that's insane. Suzuki's still got 68. Yeah, I wonder if that's cool. That'd be everything, though, by Mm. the looks of that. Yeah. But yeah, that's just 52,000 people working for Yamaha Motors. That's fucking that's, insane. That's, that's one of the first things I kind of like forgot. I was like, oh, Jay's like, we're going to go to the Yamaha today, like the museum. And I was like, oh, yeah, and we're driving in. I'm just like, everywhere I look, there's just Yamaha signs. And I was like, it actually, like, it's, you forget, man. And that's, it all comes from somewhere. Like, think about Toyota cars. Like, they don't just fucking turn up on a boat. Like, they get loaded from somewhere. And it's pretty cool. And that's like, that was another cool experience in Japan. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff like a lot of their technology it all comes from there yeah well and you think about it too you think so we're so used to like super cheap labor shit being made in china Mm. and then you know that the living conditions aren't that good in china and that there's people that are working those factories aren't making that much money but then when you go to like a japanese built product yeah like yamaha those bikes are built by people that get paid like a really good wage working really good yeah. working conditions and with a really good average or like kind of low income like mm. that is pretty impressive that they can be so competitive in today's world when it's so everything's yeah. so cheap well you think about like a Toyota car if anybody can afford a Toyota they're probably going to buy one just because you trust them and it's the same as a dirt bike a, a Japanese dirt bike they're just about all the same really like they they all last as long and they're as good as each other but the people that are building them and get them to that point like it all it takes work and you know, another thing I learned that a lot of like husbands live away from their family and it's just like like do stints kind of thing yeah so even like Jay's mechanic he lives away from his family he w- works for Yamaha goes back visits his family and it's a lot of people do that yeah um, right just that's so, just like just a cultural a, just thing. their culture man like it's yeah. it, you're not in Australia and you're not in a, a western country like everything's different man the way that the way they eat dinner like the way yeah. they sleep like the when they go to sleep the way they f- eat uh, well, yeah everything so um it was cool to experience that and you don't really experience that too much when you're with a bunch of Aussie mates yeah. at the bottom of a snowfield yeah so I was kind of fortunate that I got to do that yeah yeah, dude, it's a crazy good good experience. Where when you travelled, how long were you travelling for, and where'd you go? Uh, in 2016, I did eight months in Whistler. Yeah. So I did a full summer just mountain biking, um, and then a little bit of winter there. And then I come home. I was a bit homesick and just kind of wanted to get a bit of a start on what my next move was. And yeah. then um, shortly after, Duran Stapleton asked me to go to America, so I was in <laughs> California for three months. Um, going back and forth from Canada, he raced the Canadian Nationals and we are just, our base was California and we are just flying back and forth. That's so sick. Yeah, eh? man, that's what, and that's what I was saying before. Like, I've, I've been fortunate that I've got to experience some cool shit and um, so I did that and then I come home and I've worked really since and 
when I was in actually when I was in uh, Canada, we went to Mexico for a few weeks and did like a dead season there. So oh, between yeah. summer and winter, there's a dead season, and yeah, just lost my passport in Mexico and just fuck, just an eighteen, or just an eight. I was nineteen actually at the time. And How like, long did it take to get out of there? Uh, I was lucky. I was in Mexico City at the time. There was an embassy there, oh, but yeah. Um, yeah, lots of paperwork, mum and dad's birth certificates, what they do for work, and then I come home and um, had to get another passport. So if now I get like now if I lose my passport, it's like a ten year or five year suspension or something. Oh from, really? Yeah. So that thing's fucking locked up. Oh dude, I lost mine. I lost lost mine. Right before going, when I was going to go to Bali to see my missus, literally, dude, like, went to book the flights, couldn't find my passport. And I was like, fuck. I, I'm like, I just had it. I just flew to, like, the Bend or something. So, and I had my wallet stolen from my car. So, I lost my license. Uh-huh. So, like, and then I just... Had nothing. Had, couldn't be bothered. Like, I just, being a retard... And couldn't be bothered fucking going and getting my license back. And then, so I was like, I had to do this flight to the band. So I was like, fuck, I'm going to need my passport. So I took my passport, oh. got back from the band, couldn't... And then I, I I was like, I think I have my passport. I got back on the plane with it, you know. Hmm. And then I, uh, I ended up trying to book this flight to go, fuck, can't find this thing, eh? So I like looked for weeks, put put off my trip for like two months because I couldn't find my passport. And then it was like almost Christmas time. So then anyway, it was like 23rd of December. I ended up going to the embassy. Literally went, then I went to Bali and then my mum. Oh, you didn't find it? Nah. Oh, true. So like I had to go get this new, I expedite, it cost me like 800 bucks to get this uh, fucking yeah. passport. My photo is horrendous. Like, my beard... <laughs> just spent the like, last month I just, for you, Pastor. Dude, literally, I look like the biggest piece of shit. And, uh, and then I get to Bali and then mum's like, I'm going to go give your apartment like a bit of a, a spring clean, throw out some old clothes. Like, it was in a fucking book, bro. <laughs> I used it as a bookmark. <laughs> and then like, there was like a big stack of books on my, on my desk and then yeah. mum like picked it up and then my passport fell out. And that's you, useless now I just no, nah, yeah but it had I'd been all over the world yeah, on that part cool I was have, like yeah. it was pretty much full there's only mm. like a few pages at the back that don't have anything in it yeah and like still got all my old US visas and everything like that so I was like I was actually I'm not really sentimental about much shit yeah but that I was like God. replaceable stuff like, yeah like, I'm at the point there where I'm just like throwing shit out I'm like doesn't mean anything doesn't mean anything yeah yeah. And there's certain things there's some keep. stuff that you, yeah. I want to keep but so I was like even though it was a massive fuck around to mm. get that new passport. But, um, but yeah, I was pretty stoked to find in the end that, dude, it was the worst, bro. And yeah. I was in the, I was in the dog house. Try Oh, I was, yeah, 19 in an Airbnb in, oh, actually, yeah, we just got to Mexico City. Woke up, boys are like, all right, pack our bags, we're going to somewhere else. Like, I don't know where we're going, to another city. Digging through the bags. I'm like, hey, you still have my passport? And they're like, no, like you put it back and we put them all back in our bags. He's like, don't do this to us. I'm like, fuck, I'm, I'm doing sorry, it to bro, you. Bro. <laughs> and then, yeah. But as well, I think the dudes that were with me, they were a bit older than me and they were, they were more worried than I was. And yeah. I was just like, ah, oh, just kind of, I was just like following what they said to do. And um, they just babied me the whole trip, really. I was a 19 year old kid, just in Mexico roaming around with them. And 
yeah, didn't, yeah, I was lucky that I got out of there. And I was lucky I was in Mexico City where there's an embassy. Yeah. So I'd hate to be getting through Mexico without any evidence or any ID. Um, Did you have any dramas when you were there? Nah. It's That's one good. place I've never been. Yeah, it's like to stay in the popular areas, you're sweet. But we were in uh, Mexico City during Day of the Dead. That's sick. And it was sick, but fuck, it's busy, man. Really? Oh. Like well, it's every- one of the biggest cities in the world, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't really know that. What's the pop- what's the population of Mexico City? It's out of control. Like yeah. I think it's literally but one it of the biggest sick, cities man, in the world. It was sick, man. Like experience all that shit. Like, it's massive there. Like yeah, it's right. ridiculous. Eight point five million, dude. What's got the biggest? Oh yeah, it's still the highest, isn't it? Yeah, they oh just just Google, just go um, biggest city in the world population. Largest city population or biggest, yeah. Oh, Tokyo. Holy Whoa, fuck. dude. Not even fucking. No, yeah. Mexico City, 21 million. I was like, 8 yeah. million. Yeah, so, wow. So, according to the World Population Review, the top 10 largest cities by population Tokyo, Japan, 37 million. Delhi, India, 29 million. Shanghai, China, 26 million. Sao Paulo, Brazil, 21 million. Mexico City, 21 million. Cairo, Egypt, 20 million. That's insane, bro. Did you see that? Who was that, that soccer player they've been raving about? Oh, Lionel Messi? Yeah. They reckon that like, over 4, mil- 4 million people were trying to ambush him and they had to get... Oh, I read something before and they had to get a helicopter in to grab him and take him out because... Really? Yeah. Dude, and, just Google what Lionel Messi. Let's just, let's just go deep on this. I haven't followed any of the World Cup. Have you been following it, Griff? Like it's um because I follow Bleach Report on Instagram. Oh, so you're getting it through that. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy over there. Um in like in Dubai, everybody was there for the World Cup. So yeah. because it was in Qatar, it's only an hour flight away. Yeah. Apparently it was crazy hard to stay in Qatar. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, double decker! Holy fucking shit. fans are sketchy, bro. Jay got to raise Qatar. Holy shit! Fuck! An estimated four million people showed up for Argentina's parade. Dude, that is psycho. Dude, that's insane. Do you know like when the last time they won the World Cup was? Have they ever won it? A while ago, yeah, because they're a crazy big soccer country. Like pretty much all South America is crazy, crazy for for soccer. Go go out of that and up a little bit. How, oh, did you see that guy doing the fucking rooting the hand in front of like the whole deal? Did you see that guy when no. he? Oh no! In front of the fucking king of Qatar. <laughs> That's so good. Um. Go go to Messi's Instagram account because apparently the Instagram post that he posted with the trophy got the most view, uh, most likes of any photo. So how many million likes has that got? Hundred and seventy. Oh, sixty-eight million likes. I wonder what the old record was. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, how's that? 68 million likes. That's... 
almost four times the Australian population liking one fucking photo on Instagram. A lot of people just looking at their phone, eh? If I always, I, I underestimate the world and how many fucking people are here. And oh, just yeah. in this country, man, like... Yeah, it's no joke. Um, yeah, 68 minutes. What's his other one's got? Is he breaking any more records? Go down. 45's still not bad. 39's not bad either. Yeah, that's so mental they were yeah so a lot of people apparently they weren't staying in Qatar for the whole time they'd just literally fly in watch the game and then fly out so heaps of people staying like Abu Dhabi and Dubai for the Mm. for the World Cup and then every bar was playing it and just people everywhere watching it so it's like the whole whole world like it seems like flew in there and so it's like one of the biggest. Stand. Is it like one of the biggest? It has to be one of the biggest sporting like, events in the world. Yeah, which is crazy because it's like some like me, I just don't even really watch it. Like I don't watch it or follow it. Yeah, it's like yeah, that's the biggest. That's the biggest shit in the world. Well, Australia did pretty good, eh? Yeah, they made like the final sixteen. Yeah, like we made the last sixteen. It's pretty pretty respectable for a are, country. Are that, you soccer guy? No. no? Griff's yeah, just I, like fairly general knowledge kind yeah. of guy. Like if it happens on the internet, then Griff's probably heard about it. I was pretty impressed when he told us about the years of Stone uh, Sexton winning those two fifty races. Yeah. Like, I don't even remember what I was doing. Like like I can't those years are just like a blur Blanc, to me. Gone, like, yeah. Just like No, nah, Griff's pretty handy, to be honest. He yeah. just can't spell. But we're working on the spelling. <laughs> so once he gets better at the spelling yeah. and then it'll just make the whole process smoother. But as far as like knowing shit, yeah. He actually gen- generally knows some uh some good random shit yep oh messy eh how did we get on to talking about that uh, i said that he got ambushed by four million people. oh yeah 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 that's probably what that what that video was but yeah so we're talking about mexico so it was sick the day yeah. of the dead thing yeah I've, I've still got some like cups and just some random shit that i bought like they make like these wiry out of like telephone cable yeah they pull that like, telephone cable apart and they got all these like red blue and white green like little animals and geckos and shit like got this sick like mug at home and I'm glad I bought that sort of stuff because when I was going when I was in Canada and Mexico I was like at this point in my life where I was like I've taken photos and that sort of shit my whole life just enjoy the moment don't take photos and I come home and I'm like oh I didn't take any photos I wish I had photos and I'm pretty sure my laptop shit itself and the hard drive went and I lost like everything and um yeah but just yeah doing those sort of things in Mexico yeah it was sick yeah I struggle a lot with that these days I just don't really take photos mm. I, I think we're we're gonna buy myself like a nice little uh, like a good quality camera yeah. I think that's one of the problems is cause I spent my whole life taking oh, like really good photos and like really good videos using all the best equipment yeah. I just feel like if I can't take a really good photo then I just don't really want to like I'm Delete. not like an iPhone <laughs> yeah. photo kind of guy Yeah, yeah. so I think I, I need to do that because even this trip like I posted then you just pictures. end up shit on your phone man it's just like yeah but if you've got a camera yeah yeah and that's like if you're using a little camera then you kind of it's I feel like a little bit different yeah but you yeah. throw it on your computer and put it in a folder and it's like there's that that's for a rainy day kind of thing yeah but I just never like when I was I posted some pictures from Dubai but I'd like to literally add fuck all mm. in the in the end day and I was and like it's it was, like I said like just try to enjoy the moment eh? like yeah. not be stuck on your phone it's it's nice to just pull it out take a snap but yeah it's nice to just be like fuck it don't even pull it out it's yeah. sick yeah like, dude Whistler is another place I'd love to go that I've never been I want to go back I was like I was only a kid when I was there really yeah 
thought I had I thought I was the shit thought I knew everything but yeah. I was only a baby and um, I want to go back to like six months or something yeah like to just take a good chunk of money and not have to work I had dudes there that were from New Zealand like I lived in like this frat house man it was sick <laughs> it was like a big big house and it was split down the middle it had basement middle floor upstairs yeah. and then each side had like eight people in it and people from all over the world like uh, I, I I was with my mate I, I was in my room with my mate from the Gold Coast Dylan and then chicks from WA then Kiwis and then there was a dude from London and then there was like yeah just people from everywhere and yeah the people you meet like we'd have like big house parties and um, like when someone was leaving or someone was coming it was yeah. like there was a, a bring them in party and then yeah, when everyone yeah. was leaving it was like a massive party going away party yeah I worked at Starbucks and I, I remember I come home I knew the chick that was a manager at Starbucks and she used to like you weren't meant to take the pastries and that out of the thing because once they go to date you'd get in trouble she's like just take them home they've got ages and all the boys would be smoking at the house and I'd roll back <laughs> in just a bag full of Starbucks pastries and just pour it out and they're like what and it was just like the dream hey and just riding mountain bikes all day in the summer and I was like, we were working as well and when we weren't working we were just mountain biking and going to the lake drinking and just swimming in the lake and just doing like the shit you see in the movies like yeah, it's yeah. sick man like really good yeah, now I haven't, I haven't got over there. I might be going to Canada in like February and riding those snow bikes. Hmm. Which, yeah. did, you, did you do any of that? Nah, no, I didn't even do a snowmobile. It was fucking cold, man. Oh, I didn't really bro. like it. <laughs> like I just come out, I don't know, I was a bit homesick as well and I didn't want to work inside. Like I'm not, I hate being inside all the time. I'm more of an outdoors dude. And that's perfect for summer, but in the winter, like, all your building stuff shuts down, like, all the landscape. I did landscaping as well, and that all shuts down. You just end up working inside, but it was, like, minus 30. Yeah. An hour degree. And, um, yeah, just walking to the bus stop and shit. Like, that shit's fucking... You sit at the bus stop waiting for the bus, and you're just, like, freezing. Gotta have crazy layers on it. Next level. And I I was wearing two pairs of socks, found out that that makes it way worse, because I was like, it's so cold. Oh, really? And then apparently it traps the cold in, and, dude, like, you need, like, actual boots and shit, because you can't just wear, like, normal shoes, because your feet are freezing, and... um, Yeah, I just got a bit homesick. I think I just wanted to come home, and couldn't really find a job that I wanted to do, and... um, yeah, I was ready to just come home, but yeah, it's it's sick, man. Doing the snow as well. Like I, I, I love to go snowboarding, but living yeah. in it's a bit different. I, I did. Uh, they got a snowboard slope in the mall in Dubai, so yeah. I did it for the first. Uh, snowboarding is what fucked my kidney up. Oh, yeah. Like that's what I was snowboarding in Tahoe, and then I, I like elbowed myself in the ribs. I like crashed trying to avoid hitting this chick, mm. and um, and then that's what like set off my whole that was like literally a life-changing day like set off my whole that's what fucked up all my visa shit and then like fucked up my kidney and <laughs> that was like a gnarly day but i hadn't snowboarded since then yeah. and then they they i like randomly there's a dude that was living in bali when i was there and then i saw him at the at in dubai yeah. and then we linked up he's like we should just go snowboard and i was like yeah sweet yeah. So the first time i had done it in six years since yeah. i had the crash fuck bro it's so much fun like just fully made me want to do a snow yeah. trip eh? man when you're in like in some nice like not Proper super snow. deep but like just some nice power just like and it's fresh like it's fresh tracks no one's been down there and you just it's like the stuff you dream about and you think about like you're just flowing like and it's sick 
just get back on the chairlift, go to the top, and you're just usually with your mates, and you're just having yeah. the sickest time. Yeah, like, it's such a good vibe, eh? Yeah, yeah. I've been lucky. I've, I've been a perisher a couple of times. So you got into it after, like, spending the time. Had you ever had you ever no, snowboarded? No, I did it with school, and then I did it in New Zealand with Jay and oh, Mum and yeah. Dad when we were, like, younger. Um, and then, yeah, it was the first time when I went over there. And But you just... And you're with mates that have done seasons before you so you just you, you pick it you up d- you're picking it up because you're with good dudes straight away and um yeah I picked it up pretty quick I mean I'm not great it looks e- they, ma- they like make it look so easy oh, like no same way. as dirt bikes like we make it look easy but like you forget that those dudes have been on snowboards their whole life and it's it's hard to like grind and like just jump and shit like keep your balance and stuff like it's pretty gnarly but um yeah, like I'm not the biggest cold guy. Like, yeah. I'd rather winter, uh, summer. Like, I'd rather go mountain biking and stuff. And summer on the coast is brutal, but like a summer in Whistler is sick. Like, yeah, yeah. Top of the mountain, there's still snow on the top of the mountain. Yeah. And you just ride your mountain bike through it. And it's just like fresh and it's like it's not too hot. And yeah. And big days too. You do so much. You go to work oh, all day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go mountain biking all the half, go down to the lake. Yeah, and yeah. You on the pierce and yeah just live that life <laughs> Dude, there's some people he gets, that live he gets, that life for years it's and easy years to get stuck in years. that 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 trap it's not a trap but like not, it's yeah, easy to get like stuck in that life um but yeah people just get stuck in the partying and stuff and what was the canadian nationals like yeah good um who was riding that? jacob hayes was racing that at the time yeah jess pettis um there's a couple other dudes, but they were quick. Yeah, quick. Oh, I think Nicoletti was there as well yeah. when I was there. Um, yeah, it's sick. Bit, bit, bit Australian, similar to Australia. I yeah. think a bit more organisation, like great sponsors and trucks. Yeah, probably the same as Australia. Like not heaps of big semis and shit, but um, yeah, like good tracks too. Like just yeah, they always look good. Those tracks. Yeah, and that was a cool thing. Like just getting to like go back and forth. We drove to the first round of the Canadian Nationals. Where from? From California to... Oh, wow. I don't know where it was. It was like 30 hours, but we Dude, drove through, we drove through like Washington and yeah. like, it was the sickest drive the whole time. It's never like, when are we there? Well, how long to go? It's just like, fuck, this is sick. Like seeing the whole of, like not the whole of America, but a good chunk of one side of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you pretty much go up like the Pacific Coast Highway the whole way up there. Yeah. And then, so the first round we dropped his race bike off and then we drove back and then we were just flying back and forth. And then he and then Dre ended up getting hurt like probably three or four rounds ago. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go home now. And he's like, no, nah, fuck, just stay with me. And he goes, just hang out. I'm like, right. He's like, may as well just stay for your visa. And then yeah. he's like, my, my practice bike's there and he has sick bikes. And he's like, just, let's just go ride. And he goes, I'll just take you riding or I'll take myself riding and he was in a sling and I was just going to Parlour and Milestone and just... Just motor. Yeah, I lived the life like and I was like pretty cool. Like it was pretty sick and... um just live that like I said that dream that everyone wants to go do living in California for a little bit and do a bit of riding and met some cool people And how was your riding back then? Um, yeah it was good like I picked it up pretty quick but um, I hadn't been riding heaps before because I hadn't really owned a bike in Australia before, yeah, after my accident yeah. up until then so every time I'd get on the bike it'd be like five or six months in between rides Yeah, but it didn't take much to pick it up but it probably wasn't like it it was this year and um, this year when I was riding, I was probably at my like best. I, thought, oh, yeah. I, I believe I was because I was riding heaps, man. I was loving it too. I was having so much fun and I was riding really good. And 
yeah, unfortunately, just disturbed bikes the name of the game, man. Just injured yeah. and, yeah, just back to square one and have another go again soon. So do you reckon you got, so this year you got up to like kind of before you injured? I mean, it's like a, a while ago, but yeah. oh, like was, the best was, since you were, got back riding. Yeah, I think so. Um, obviously, I, was, I believe I'm faster now, but just better rider, more aware. Um, yeah technique style i've learned a lot from jay as well just even doing our schools like from the first time we did a school there was no like me and jay didn't go through anything i'm just kind of like learned with the school and just started just being his side guy yeah 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 and um yeah just kind of had to do it as well to be showing the kids and um that's kind of just got that's all i've known for the last five years that me and jay have coached and that's my that's my muscle memory now. Really, get on the yeah, bike, and I, yeah. I feel like I do most things correct um, yeah. without being cocky. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty confident I can get on a bike and approach most things correctly and do most things right. And um, I've, it's, it's something that I've always had people tell me, "Oh, your style's yeah, great." Dude, blah, blah, blah. For and sure. I'm just like, "Fuck, is it?" Like, mate, yeah. he's just saying this because everyone says it. Like yeah. when I was a kid, I used to think that people were talking shit and. Um, I didn't like my style. I used to thought I had chicken wings and shit, but now, yeah. now I'm kind of like, yeah, I can throw a whip and I'm like, yeah, it all falls into place. And but yeah, like it's the same. Anybody can do it. It's just like when you do it right, it's just poultry in motion. Is that correct? Yeah, 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 poultry yeah. in motion. It's just yeah. like when you're doing the things right and you you break it down into the smaller things. It's like it's possible to be riding a bike smoothly and yeah. safely and with a style. Like it's. Yeah, some people are gifted with it, but there's no reason why you can't pick it up. Yeah. Dude, even, um, like, I mean, I've definitely improved a lot in the last couple of years. Like and that's my, just because you focused on it. Yeah, I just literally tried, yeah. And, yeah. like, this year, fuck, I've, I've done no riding this year. Like, mm. this year has been so shit for me personally riding. But I feel like I've even got better and better. Like, every time I'm riding, I'm just getting better. But that's just because it's the only thing I'm, like, focusing yeah. on you know yeah, like you just I'm make not... it aware like you got to just be aware of it yeah and it's not just get on the bike and because it's easy when you don't ride for so long get on the bike and and just try and just send it and, and just not worry about once it once you've been at a level before it doesn't nothing meets that unless it's better or as good yeah um it's the same as anything but yeah you just like those times you get back on the bike it's like all right I'm slow it down work on those things get on yeah. the toes get the hips unlocked you know all those sort of things in it and it, next thing it's just like you can ride any track and I, I get people so much now like oh this track shit this track shit like, yeah, yeah pay this money to ride this track blah 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 I'm just like it's the way it is if you want to ride your dirt bike pay the money but maybe adjust your ride and fix your riding so you yeah, can ride yeah. any track yeah and make it who gives a fuck if it's dry yeah. who gives a fuck if it's ruddy just ride the track man like, and if we're you've not got the to, skills to ride it we don't have parlour at our doorstep yeah and we don't have this mint track as much as we want it mint every time we ride it's just like we don't live in a perfect world you can bitch and moan all you want it hasn't changed in the last 30 years so what makes you think it's going to change right <laughs> yeah, now just, yeah. just fucking adapt to it and just ride it Yeah, I can go ride a track that's beat and I just kind of like it is what it is just, let's make the best of it and um, that's just a part of growing up as well I think Yeah, man there's people that are much older than me that still do it and I'm just like, like you're just beating an uphill battle here now bud yeah. um, so. well I think um, another real good example of someone that's gotten a lot better at riding is Roan's like yeah. dude in the last couple of years 
Like, I wouldn't say he's gotten much faster, but I don't think that's what he's trying to do. Like, he's trying to ride good. And, like, fuck, he's riding good nowadays. Like, his style always looks good and, you know. Yeah, so it's just cool. I think it's, like, a cool way of riding in a way where, like, you go to focus on getting better at it. And then I think that, as a result, you end up finding a lot more enjoyment in what you do. Yeah. That's why I just want to... I want people to know that... I'm doing this for you. Like I want to teach you for you, yeah, not yeah. for me to make money. Because I guarantee you, when you know how to ride a bike properly, it's so much better. Yeah, and it's so much more enjoyable. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Nah, sweet. Well, hey, we just fucking smashed out a couple of hours, big doggy dog. Done. I'm gonna go eat some uh, Christmas friends Christmas with Sammy's. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, back back on the back in the ground. So thanks for coming in, brother. Yeah, thanks, Jason. And I reckon, uh, yeah, keep keep your. Uh, potentially keep yeah a1 open but we'll see yeah. we'll see how we go but i reckon yeah a1 or a2 get you in for the soupy companion done you're a good luck charm for him because shit always goes down <laughs> uh, so d d wilson.com dot au or just dot yeah com? D- yeah dot au d wilson.com dot au if you want to get any awesome coaching from the man himself um, I'm probably going to try to book in if I can as well Same. and uh, yeah Griff probably needs to get booked in too get them toes in last time <laughs> I saw him at the track that's when I got carted off oh really yeah, yeah. Is that right? same day <laughs> oh fuck poor bastard yeah he goes fast with no idea and I fucking love it <laughs> he's like dude we, when the last time we were at QMP together MX2 was fucking titty city. Like, yeah. it was out of control good. And Griff was just fucking sending it, bro. Duct tape on his fucking... On his boot. Because his boots had all come... Sold come off yeah. his boot. Yeah. Full scent. Best I've ever seen him ride. I was like, holy shit, bro. He's on. Just a blind squirrel getting a nut. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> right, Righto. Thanks, legend. Nah, it's all good. Cheers, bro.